Tonight's episode is brought to you by Click Gaming, a freelance esports tournament company based out of Oklahoma. If you're located in the U.S. and need esports services, this is the ultimate gaming company for you. Contact Johnny Weaver at IcyChiller at att.net. That's IcyChiller, I-C-Y-C-H-I-L-L-E-R. Tonight on the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast. That's one sneaky Viking. I just met me a blacksmith, and I'm headed to save Azeroth. And now, the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. It's the 65th episode of the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast, and tonight I'm here with my good buddy Ryan Maddox. What's that? And we're also here with Hunter Venable, who I don't What's think is going on. on. I'm here. Oh, he's here. Okay, sweet. I'm alive. So, so before we got this podcast going, we did the live stream as we do every week, and I was having some technical issues on Twitch side, um, and then Hunter lost his internet. So that's uh, that's where we're at on that tonight. But uh, we're happy to be here with you tonight. We're going to be doing Epic Dads, and we've got a special guest tonight uh, that we'll be revealing at the start of the Epic Dads segment. Um, and then Ryan's going to hit us with the gaming news of the week. What's you know big? It. What's going on? It's going to be fun. What matters? And uh, Hunter's back live with us. His door is opening because he has a ghost in the house. Happy ghost. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is just a great, great start, start to our podcast, podcast today. He will be he'll go. be nailing us with some uh, gaming go. quiz go. Uh, stuff. Go. It's going to be his custom gaming quiz, so that means we don't know if it's real or if it's fake. And he didn't tell me if it's Easter eggs or what. But everybody loves it. <laughs> yeah. Well, with that said, we're going to head on over to Epic Dads and uh, reveal our guest. Epic Dads, Epic Results. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Epic Dads. This segment is reserved for, you know, the Epic Dads, the best dads. Um, and in this segment, we're actually going to have a guest. Uh, this is kind of kind of a new direction we want to start going with the Epic Dads portion which is to get dads on here that have either a gaming story to tell, something, you know, awesome story with their kid, um, just kind of recognizing all the uh, the great dads out there. And, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. Bring, and just bring, so all your dads know, pretty much if you're a dad and you're not just a sperm donor, you're an epic dad. Yeah. And so you don't have to have an extreme story, uh, but we do like to, for our guests, have some some good stories or someone who's in the gaming community somehow or another or just a really uh, cool story that happened with their kids. Uh, we all have stories we think are cool, but uh, they're not always cool. You're just a dad right. with a kid. <laughs> yeah, but we got time for you, so it's, it's all good. Um, well, the first guest that we're having um, on the Epic Dads portion, he is uh, he, he's a dad, he is a gamer, and he's an entrepreneur. He has shown off amazing cosplay abilities at major gaming conventions like TwitchCon, uh, one, one that we talk about a lot is BlizzCon. He's been there. Um, his company specializes in 3d art design fabrication. So with, with further ado, we'd like to introduce 
the owner of Shepherd Creations, Jake Brown. Jake, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you uh, having me here tonight. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. We're excited to have you. Sorry cool. for the delayed start, but you know. Uh, no uh, worries at all, man. We, we appreciate I blocked the out the entire night, and I'm I'm excited to be here, and I got a beer in hand, so let's roll. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, well, I want to start off with um, some questions for you, uh, more related to your business, and uh, uh, talk about that. First off, uh, what inspired you to get into uh, 3D fabrication? Um, I mean, what, what kind of started that for you? Uh, really... It was my time in the military. <clears throat> I lived overseas for quite a while. And growing up, I was always really artistic. Mm -hmm. And I uh, grew up on a farm, so we did a lot of work with our hands. Um, and growing up on a farm, we couldn't afford to pay other people to do things. So, you know, I learned uh, leatherworking, blacksmithing, stonemasonry work, carpentry, mm -hmm. uh, pretty much anything you can think of uh, growing up. And then I joined the military, and I lost the ability to work with my hands and do things creative just because I didn't have the space or access to tools and stuff right. like that. Mm -hmm. So whenever I, but I did have my computer with me and luckily while I was overseas, I had a good group of gaming buddies that I had started gaming with before I joined the military and I had mm -hmm. a good computer. I pretty much all of my adult life, I've, I've been able to build my own computers and even prior to being, you know, an adult on my own, I was building computers as a teenager. Okay. And so I uh, always had pretty good gaming PCs. Well, benefit of having a good gaming PC is, you know, you can usually do other things like video editing and stuff. And I actually got into the 3D modeling aspect because I was gaming and I saw people modding video games and I got into the modding uh, video game aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And then I got into, man, I want to create my own 3D models, my own 3D assets. Oh, it'd be cool if I got Zelda armor in Skyrim or, you know, something like that. So, oh, yeah. I started modding Skyrim, and uh, once I transitioned out of the military, I actually came back to the uh, U.S. and and started a business of my own. Didn't pertain anything to artwork or anything like that. It was mm -hmm. actually a security wiring, camera systems, phone and their TV, surround sound, and stuff like that with a buddy of mine. And uh, we were kind of fiddling around with a few different things, and we were thinking about different, you know, uh, surround sound capable. Uh, products that we were kind of kicking around ideas with and stuff. And I got into the 3D modeling more of on a technical side of things rather than video game assets. Okay. okay. And uh, then I bought a 3D printer, started 3D printing my own stuff, and then uh, it just snowballed. I, I wanted to make this. I wanted to make a helmet. I wanted to make something from a video game, and I had already the capability of 3D modeling. Mm -hmm. And then I started 3D printing stuff, and then I had more people asking me to 3D print stuff for them, and that's – pretty much how it all came to fruition. Okay. okay. So, and you just realized, hey, maybe this is a business on its own. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So was there any particular game uh, when you first started making, you know, your items? Um, was there a particular game that inspired you um, and uh, what direction you were taking, uh, taking that, that art form? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I've been playing uh, World of Warcraft since vanilla. So. Okay. <clears throat> And I've been playing with the same roughly 15 people since Vanilla. Yeah, oh, I've really? played every, every expansion up to current. And uh, World of Warcraft was definitely a big inspiration when it came down to creating things that were wearable for costume making and stuff like that. It wasn't necessarily, when I started this business, it wasn't necessarily, man, I want to be a professional cosplayer or something like that. 
I just like building things and making things and creating things that don't exist or that I can pull out of a game or a movie that I really like that you wouldn't be able to purchase otherwise. And I wanted to make it for myself. And then I had people asking me to make it for them. Mm -hmm. And the thing is with doing cosplay, um, a lot of these characters are really iconic, right? And you have cosplay conventions that are available to go to now and people dress up for them. So it's really uh, relevant, I guess, is the best way to explain it. And about every year, every other year, I create a full-blown suit of armor for myself, more as an advertisement thing to showcase what I can do rather Uh than the fact that I just want to dress up in costumes all the time, although it's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're showing your skill set. Right. I can't – if I was just to make one helmet or one weapon or some object like a a Sith Wayfinder that you wanted to 3D print from the new Star Wars movie and put it on your desk as some like little lamp or something like that – yeah, that's cool, but when the majority of my business comes from online social media outreach and stuff like that, I need something that has that wow factor. And right. a full-blown suit of armor with a weapon, a helmet, and everything to go with it, mm-hmm. that's going to reach a lot more people for my business than just making one little object and posting it. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah. So do you, do you make these suits of armors for other people? Like if someone hires you and says, hey, I need to have this, I want to become a freaking uh, – you know, stormtrooper or whatever they want to be for cosplay. Um, do you make that stuff for them and design like whole suits for other people, or is that not a commonality for for what you do work wise? I I can do it, and I'm willing to do it. <clears throat> the problem is, um, it's more when somebody come to me, it's more for a one off. Like I I want this helmet from this superhero. Can mm-hmm. you 3D model it and 3D print it for me? Yes, I can. Can you make it out of foam? Yes, I can. I have made a full-blown suit of armor for somebody in the past. Mm-hmm. It wasn't completely 3D printed or 3D modeled. It was actually made out of uh, floor mat foam or you can say high-density EVA foam. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> you see a lot of other cosplayers use rolls foam. Some people use uh, the less expensive version. They'll get the two-piece by two-foot-by-two-foot two puzzle please piece floor mats and cut them up and heat, mm-hmm. heat uh, use a heat gun and glue them together and stuff like that. Uh, I've got a, a costume that I made for a guy in Florida uh, a few years back. It was actually Anduin Lothar from the World of Warcraft movie. It was his full cinematic armor. Uh, the only thing I did not make is the sword. He already had a sword to go with it. He had, okay. I believe he ended up purchasing it from Weta Workshop. It was one of the actual film swords. Uh, weapons. Yeah, mm-hmm. film swords. And it was okay. one of their... I want one of their uh, silicone sparring swords. So okay. it was perfect. It was just literally probably something that um, Anduin Lothar used in the movie. And so, but anyway, I created the armor to go with it, and I was really proud of it. And it turned out uh, as close to like it as I possibly could without having the exact measurements, right. design, right. blueprint, and stuff like that. But right. as far as 3D printed suits of armor, I have never made a full suit of armor 3D modeled and 3D printed for anyone else. Now, I have made assets 3D modeled that people can download and purchase and 3D print them for themselves, mm-hmm. but not the complete build start to finish. And the reason why is just it's it's very expensive. It's so yeah, I was going to say it's not price, price uh, right. effective. I, yep. Right. And I, I don't mean that in an arrogant way, but even if I got paid a thousand or $1 an hour, I still had 3,000 hours in my last full-blown 3D-modeled, 3D-printed, finished-out suit of armor for myself. 3,000 mm-hmm. hours, and that's if I got paid $1 an hour. Yeah, and so 
I, that's my advertisement. I don't spend money advertising as far as like paying for an ad and, hey, come right. to my shop. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But my advertisement is my time devoted to something that I can create that has got a wow factor that is almost right. unbelievable. Yeah, it becomes so, shareable yeah. and people right. start sharing it to other people. And you're basically leveraging social media with yeah, your correct. creativity there. Yeah, that's correct. great. Yeah. So, um, and so whenever you say one off, so like if Hunter wanted, he's a big Halo fan. So yeah, Hunter, I could do a Master like, Chief helmet. Okay. Um, I could do um, the, oh my goodness, and y'all are gonna laugh at me because I can't think of the sword right now. But the the Halo sword, good mm -hmm. lord, what's it called? I know which one. You're talking about the purple one, the two spikes. I know what you're talking. Oh about. my gosh! I can't I think of it right now though. blank on it too. Oh man! But anyway. So I I could 3D model anything really and truly okay. that you want. It just okay. it doesn't it doesn't matter what it is. If I can get some decent reference images, mm -hmm. I can 3D model it. If it doesn't matter if I just have a front image, I can make up the sides and the back. If I had just a side image in the front image, I can make up the back. Mm -hmm. You know, I can make it happen. It takes time. It takes a lot mm -hmm. of dedication and a lot of creative foresight. Mm -hmm. uh, to kind of know what's behind that corner that you can't see on a 2D image that you want to bring to life in 3D. Right. But uh, yeah, I can make it. It doesn't matter what it is. And like I've got people that come to me that say, like I said earlier, somebody came to me and said, hey man, I want a helmet uh, from Deathstroke. I 3D modeled uh, Deathstroke mass form. I've done Red Hood. I've done Mandalorian. Uh, I mean, I've done quite a few helmets. That's cool. I want to... I want a predator mask. Predator mask? Yeah. yeah, definitely, man. That's definitely a good genre to go with. <laughs> that'd be awesome. You're going to get the, the alien gnarly tentacle dreads too? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Just yeah. buy the whole, the whole deal. <laughs> if I can get the costume, that may be my motivation to get in shape, I think. Uh, there you go. There, there. <laughs> I like it. That's that's him preparing for the big sell to the wife. That's what that is. <laughs> I so how long... How long have you been doing the actual, uh, I would say, not just cosplay, but making of models? That's really what you're doing. You're making 3D models, and you're producing them in, in real life. How long have you been doing that? Uh, I've been 3D modeling since about 2009, to eight, 2008, 2009. Okay. <laughs> I've been creating 3D assets for video games and modding and stuff like that, recreationally, not professionally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, as far as video games go. Um, now well, pretty I much actually, your whole adulthood, just about close to it. You've been, yeah, you've been doing yeah, it. Yeah. I have cool. been, you know, I graduated high school in 2006 and after that, uh, so two years after that, yeah, my whole adult life, I'm 33 now. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, and then, yeah, so uh, I've been doing that. Uh, prior to that, the whole reason I kind of got into the creative aspect and the costuming when I was growing up, I had an uncle that was a chiropractor, and he was kind of a big nerd. Mm -hmm, you know, he was mm -hmm. going through medical school. He moved back home. My grandmother was kind of in bad, bad health. He needed somebody to take care of her, to live in, you know, type of deal. Right. And <clears throat> so my dad was military 33 years as well. So when he was gone and my mom was working in the summer, I'd go over to my grandmother's house and my uncle was there. And, you know, when he'd come home from work, he would play video games with me. He, he actually was the first person that I knew that had a computer at his house. So he taught me how to build mm. computers when I was at a really young age, you know, mm. 10, 11, 12. I was building desktop PCs and stuff like that. Well, anyway, cool. he was really into uh, medieval fair, 
fairs ah. and going and stuff yep. like that. And he had some friends that did the SCA reenactment sword fighting and stuff. So mm-hmm. at a young age as well, I was going with him to medieval fairs and, and a couple of his buddies were like archers and they would teach me archery. And then a couple of his buddies, one of his buddies was into sword fighting and I would learn how to kind of sword fight. I was never professional or good at it, you know, but right. just, it was fun to be around that. Oh, yeah. And then I got into leatherworking and as well. So when I was a kid too, I would have my grandmother, I would draw a picture. I was always into drawing and she would sew these costumes for me. And then I'd go to the medieval fairs. And then That's I would cool. add my own little leatherworking, you know, bracers and stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. as I got older, when I was a senior in high school, we moved out of our family home for many years. My mom and dad, they bought a new house. And I went back over to the shop behind our house one day to uh, get some things my dad had left. He had a 30 by, like, 30 by 60 shop out back. He's a mechanic, you know, mm-hmm. kind of recreationally and stuff. So anyway, I go and I hear ting, ting, ting uh, as I go to knock on the door and I walk in and the guy that had bought the house was a master blacksmith. So oh, really? I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Went right and along I've with everything else. I learn how to blacksmith. And he mm-hmm. said, literally the first second I had met him, the first minute, I said that and he said, well, come over here and grab a hammer and I'll show you how to do it. So then I apprenticed with him for, you know, all my senior year, a little while after, then after that, I joined the military. And then I just lost the creative handheld making mm-hmm. things with my hand aspect. That's why I got into that 3D modeling. And that's how I've ended up to where I am today. Now you've kind of blended both together. You do you do the 3D modeling on the computer, and then you bring it to life for people if they if they right. want you to, right? Sometimes you just it sounds like sometimes you're just uh, selling the design too. They can take Correct. it and have it made wherever they want to. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I sell I sell my 3D models passively online, so mm-hmm. I can create a 3D model in about eight hours. And obviously that takes time, and I'm not making money doing something else. But if I don't have right. a client. I'll create a 3D asset that I think is relevant based upon a current video game, movie, Mm -hmm. something popular, uh, comic or something like that, whether it's a weapon or shoulder pauldrons or bracers, you get the idea, right? Right, And then I'll upload that as a digital file to the internet that is already set up and ready to rock as a 3D printable, downloadable file. Mm -hmm. People can go to Etsy, my website, Colts 3D, and they can pay five dollars fifteen dollars ten twenty fifty whatever i upload that 3d model for based upon the amount of time that i spend on it and then i can sell that model an unlimited amount of time yeah yeah Yeah. so that's awesome um it's it's pretty cool to create my own passive source of income in that way and it's good you have a lot of avenues then you know like like you're saying you don't just have to physically make everything um and then my question too um that kind of popped into my head and i had planned on asking a question similar but um, if you wanted figurines then, or say, let's say me and Ryan get into a, a cool board game and Hunter joins us and he's like, Hey, I want, I want to make my own character for this. Say it's a role play type game or something yeah, like that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Can D&D. you, so you can do figurines and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Mini figs and stuff like that. I, um, I play D and D myself. I was actually live streaming here on Twitch, full blown costume, uh, voice acting and, uh, playing a D&D game <clears throat> with a couple of people out in California, a few people around the United States. Mm-hmm. And we did it for almost a year uh, weekly on Twitch. And it was awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we didn't play with minifigs, you know, physical minifigs, because obviously we were playing through, you know, the internet and we were playing right. D&D Beyond, or not D&D Beyond, but we were on Roll20. Mm-hmm. And uh, but anyway, here at the house, uh, I've been playing for three or four years now uh, with a bunch of buddies of, our, of mine. And we have minifigures and some that I've, 3d modeled some that i've downloaded and printed so yeah it it's 
creating a 3D asset is creating a 3D asset, whether it's going to be something that you're going to wear or something that you're going to put as a figurine on your, your desk or mm -hmm. right. Or some delirious dads gaming bobbleheads. Yeah, <laughs> there you, go. you know, we could, we could do that too. We could definitely <laughs> do that too. That would be awesome. I've never, <clears throat> I've never awesome. modeled bottleheads. I have actually modeled, uh, minions and turned them into superheroes. So oh, really? the movie minions, yeah. uh, my kids, you know, you know, they love the minion movies and stuff like that. So yeah. I was like, man, it would be so cool if minions, if they made a movie where they were all dressed up for Halloween and they were wearing like superhero costumes mm -hmm. and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I was like, dude, I've got a 3d model though. So, <laughs> uh, so I That's actually awesome. have created like a handful of them. I think I have five or something That's and I, cool. I, I practically give them away. Those were just little hobby fun things. Mm -hmm. I've got a minion, a minion Deadpool. And he's actually got both fingers up, flipping people off. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's a minion. Clearly, right. it's a minion. But he's in the, the, in Deadpool, the Deadpool costume, and he's flipping people off. It's, That's good. Yeah. So now, now, if we do the delirious dads bobbleheads, Ryan's yeah. head has to be two times bigger. That's just yeah, that's fine. Okay. I'm perfectly yeah. fine with that. Yeah, we can do that. We, we got to stay that, true you know? to reality. It's all customizable. Yeah. You know, we can people, do people be like, is this Fred Flintstone? No, that's Ryan Maddox. Oh, okay. <laughs> if we're doing that, it's put an extra crease in Clinton's chin. So, Ooh, ouch. Neck, so bro. The, that's, that's the beautiful thing about bobbleheads. They don't have necks or anything. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we get out of, we get out of that part then. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Well, you've also got to, to travel a little bit, and so we're we're really interested in the conventions. You've been to TwitchCon, you've been to BlizzCon, so I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about both as far as being on the ground floor, um, how it works, and which one you preferred. Okay, um, so I've been to I've been to Comic Cons before I joined the military. Comic Con wasn't a thing; it mm -hmm. just didn't exist, and that's why I was going to medieval affairs. I come right. out of the military, I come back, and I'm kind of trying to figure out what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to school, and, you know, I'm just, I've got a job managing a gym, fitness facility, you know what I mean, fitness gym. Mm -hmm. And I'm surfing on YouTube, and I'm like, you know what? Ha Halloween's coming up. I want to create a costume. Mm -hmm. And so I go on YouTube, and I'm like, man, how are people creating costumes? And I kind of stumbled across people doing, like, some really good-looking armor. And I was like, man, that's not metal. What is that? And that's how I stumbled into the creating the costumes thing. Mm, and okay. so anyway, my first costume that I made was Garen and from League of League of Legends. Garen, mm -hmm. full, full metal Garen, and it was atrocious. Made out of foam, <laughs> not 3D modeled. I had 3D modeled aspects, like little parts and stuff. Well, anyway, that next year, I was live streaming on Twitch. Uh, well, at the same time, I was live streaming on Twitch as that first costume. And uh, I was live streaming modding Skyrim. Mm -hmm. okay. And uh, yeah, I've, I've always been a gamer and stuff like that. But I'm, nobody wants to watch Skyrim for the most part unless you have like 4,000 viewers and you're doing right. a speed run yeah. or something like that. Or, or you're going to be able to do some kind of comedy, like some you know, right. voices and, with it or something, right? Right. I just want to chill and hang out. And I'm not that theatrical. I guess I can be sometimes. But anyway, uh, I actually started doing 3D modeling and 3D printing on Twitch, and I got banned. I literally got banned for two weeks because I was 3D modeling and 3D printing on, on Twitch. Really? So I took a, yeah, so I took a break, came back a year later, and I start streaming again. And all of a sudden, there's a creative section. There wasn't one when I got banned, and there's people 3D, 
3D printing and stuff for what I got banned for. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and get back into this game. So well, en- enough people pushed that envelope then that they were Right, like, oh, so the creative community started to blossom, right? Mm-hmm. And right. so I started getting into I, my the first costume that I actually made on Twitch was uh, Deathstroke. And I started okay. uh, making it there on Twitch. And then I made a uh, Jedi Acolyte from Star Wars The Old Republic uh, video game, MMO. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I heard about Twitch having TwitchCon, the first TwitchCon. Mm-hmm. And they were going to do a cosplay contest. And you had to stream so many hours and, you know, build it on, on stream and, and stuff like that. So I started building Anduin Lothar from the World of Warcraft movie. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and what, uh, it what, was a. What year, what year was that, uh, the, the first TwitchCon? I'm just curious. 2016. Okay. 2000 I don't think I heard about it until last year is whenever I actually 2016 yeah 2016 yeah. I believe yeah okay. so <clears throat> I entered in that cosplay contest and I live stream and I didn't get invited I wasn't in the top 20 oh, that's there right. was like there was something like over 100 people that entered in and I just you know I wasn't completely finished I didn't have the best photos I just wasn't I I didn't need to be invited it, Ultimately, right. I, I didn't earn it, and okay. but, and that's and that's fine. But uh, you know, I was kind of new to it. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. making a full blown suit of armor. And I know this is kind of a long answer to the question you asked about TwitchCon no, and stuff like you're that. No, you're I, good. I feel like I've got to explain how I got to TwitchCon. No, we, we, we love mm-hmm. it. It's all about yeah. you know because this is a different this is a different element, right? We've never even dealt with uh, any of this creating creating uh, you know a suit of of armor costume and. Trying mm-hmm. to get okay. qualified for okay, well, I appreciate contest, it. so you're good. Yeah. Um, so I entered into the contest the next year. I didn't go 2016. I entered in 2017 with Varian Wren from World mm-hmm. of Warcraft, okay. uh, which was my second entry into TwitchCon. <clears throat> I won. I was in the top 20. Uh, and anybody that was in the top 20 for TwitchCon the first year and every year since – the top 20 get invited and full ex- uh, expense paid trip to TwitchCon. Oh, sweet. Oh, nice. So my second year so entering in TwitchCon. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> no, not necessarily VIP. They were, de- they were definitely um, – they definitely held up their end of the bargain as far as paying for what mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. they said they would pay for. We definitely weren't VIPs or anything like that other okay. than just the aspect of the show – the on-stage showing of our costumes and stuff like that. Right. But other than that, we were just con-goers. Okay. I, uh, so anyway, uh, we, and the, the deal was is that if you got invited, you had to pay your way there, and then as you go there and you show on stage and you participate in the competition, you will get reimbursed later for your expenses. And they had an allotted amounts that went to each category, mm-hmm. each costume type, because they had some costumes that were larger than life. And it took a lot more logistics and money to get the costume to, to TwitchCon and, and right. to California. That, uh, that time it was in Long Beach, California, the year that I went. Um, mm-hmm. The year prior to that, I want to say that it was in L.A. Uh, the okay. first year. I want to say it was in L.A. the first year, Long Beach the second year, and then it was in San Diego the third year. Mm-hmm. So anyway, <clears throat> I go to TwitchCon. I participate. I ended up not placing, but I, I was in the top 20, so I was freaking ecstatic. I got to oh, go yeah. to California. Uh, other than just flying through California previously, 
I had got to go to California and actually spend some time there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was a congoer, man. I got to experience Twitch. Yeah. Well, awesome. um, while I was at Twitch and before the costume, so we had, we show I showed up on Thursday, and you know get checked into the hotel. And of course, I had to book it myself and pay for it myself. And and man, mm -hmm. those hotel costs are they jack up the prices when there's oh, things yeah. like that. Yeah, because yeah, they know they're going to be sold out. They don't leave it to normal price when they know there's going to be a yep. massive influx of of tourists or for events and stuff like that. Oh yeah, man, I swear the <laughs> annual cost per night on these hotels go up a hundred to two hundred dollars per night. It's mm -hmm. it's kind of it was kind of mind boggling to me. Anyway, so show up Thursday, Friday, kind of walk around, go to TwitchCon, you know, for the first day, opening day's Friday, walk the floor, stuff like that. Um, it was really cool, man. It was really cool because I had been streaming on Twitch since since before creative was a thing. Mm -hmm. And here I am at TwitchCon as a competitor, top 20 for the cosplay contest. And it was just – After getting banned for the exact same after thing. After getting <laughs> banned for doing what I ended right. up getting invited to TwitchCon yeah. for for this competition. Right. Yeah. That's cool. So – uh, it was it was just nuts, man. It was nuts. Awesome. But you you know you got to see big streamers, man. And I didn't meet anybody in per. Okay, that year who was it? Okay, so that year, uh, you know I I took pictures with Summit. Mm -hmm. uh, you know I talked to him for a minute and stuff, and I said, hey man, give you got to shout out the co the creative community on Twitch. Nobody we don't get any love. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. all gamers get the love. So mm -hmm. and yeah. I talked to him about that and. Uh, it was cool. I met a lot of people that, cause I had already made a lot of friends on Twitch. You know, I've mm -hmm. got, you know, a big group of other streamers on Twitch that are my friends. And then people that came and that were followers of my stream and still are followers right. of my stream and stuff like that. So I got to meet them and it was just, it was an awesome, awesome opportunity to see that. Um, you know, a lot of aspects of it I wasn't really into because I'm not into every game. I didn't go to right. every panel. Mm -hmm. I didn't, participate in every event and stuff like that because I was more there for the creative aspect of it, which is kind of a small part of the Twitch community. Right, right. But it was still really cool. So I spent the spent the day on the floor Friday, ate, met up some friends, you know, got some food, hung out and saw some stuff like that and went to a couple different of the booths, got some free T shirts, bags, you know, and stuff like that for some of the video game companies. And then um, I went to bed early on that Friday night. My little guy is coming in here. What's up, bud? I am so sorry for the interruption. No, you're good. I'm fine. This, this is epic, a delirious epic dad's yeah. Yeah. podcast. Uh, he's running from his mom. Oh, Can you say okay. hi, bud? Can you say hi? Hi, hey, bud. Hey, hey, tell him your hey, name. What's up, man? Leon Arthur Brown. Say, King Leonidas. King Leonidas. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. oh, oh, bud, you okay? Uh-oh, he fell over. You didn't okay. trip him on his way out? I do that. Oh, uh, he tripped on the green screen uh, behind <laughs> me, actually. <I> got you. <laughs> um, so, sorry, I feel like this is dragging on, but I feel like no, in good. order to give it its due, I've got to tell the whole story. Yeah. yeah and you're fine, get man. the inside of TwitchCon and these conventions, and if you've never experienced it before, you just you can't hold back. And I hope that y'all don't take this like, man, shut up, stop talking, guy. Nope, not no. at all. Nope. Okay, so – Anyway, uh, wake up Saturday morning. I went to bed early Friday night. Wake up Saturday morning, and we had to be to judging at 9 a.m. Mm -hmm. And so we all went downstairs in the bottom floor of the convention center in Long Beach and, you know, away from everybody else that was on the convention floor. We were literally downstairs in, like, dressing rooms and conference rooms and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, got into costume. Everybody else that was in the top 20 was there. We were pretty much just dressing in the hallway, girls, guys, just 
getting in our costumes in the hallway. Mm -hmm. And uh, so anyway, I mean, obviously the general public wasn't there, but it was just all right. of us and, and stuff. So then I go in and get judged. And I was like, man, I'm already in this costume. I'm already here. And I get prejudged, you know, from the, the special guest judges. And they are people in the cosplay community, you know, people that have been in the movie industry, people that are right. well-known on Twitch, people that are well-known cosplayers. Mm -hmm. uh, so they have their so, credentials. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> people that have been doing it for many, many, many years, tons of experience and professional and stuff like that. So did the prejudging. And I was like, you know what? Let's go up on the floor. So from the time from, I want to say 10 a.m., until four o'clock in the afternoon, I walked around all of TwitchCon and saw mm -hmm. thousands of people dressed as Varian Wren from World of Warcraft. Mm. And, <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know if y'all have seen my Varian Wren cosplay, but I, that's my favorite I've ever, the mo my most favorite that I've ever done. I think it's the most like the character, although mm -hmm. I don't know, Death Knight Anduin was like Anduin. I think it was portrayed really well, but. When you look at Death Knight Anduin, you can't say, oh, that's Death Knight Anduin. You're just like, wow, that's a big, you know, skeletal yeah, right, warrior right. guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But Varian, you're like, holy crap, this is Varian Rin. From the game. And yeah. You did good on anyway, the star, too. I did check out that. So, Oh, thanks, man. Thank yeah. you. So I know which uh, picture to use now in the next uh Awesome. Next okay, <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, and then I got to met, uh, meet Swifty. I don't know if y'all are familiar yep. with who Swifty is. Swifty you know, is. big World of Warcraft uh, uh, gamer. Um I got to met, uh, meet Bajira, yeah. another big World of mm -hmm. Warcraft uh, gamer. And so that was cool. I got pictures with them. And, man, I it, it was literally like I was a celebrity on this Twitch floor at, at this cool. point. Mm. You know what I mean? So many people play World of Warcraft that were at the Twitch convention. And even if they didn't know what World of Warcraft was or who Varian wa was, I could maybe walk two feet, three feet, four feet, and I would stop for 15 minutes and just take – pictures with people after people after people and cool. so it, it was just i'd never experienced anything like that in my entire life it, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was kind of crazy it was it really was crazy and oh, yeah. that's how i got into twitch so go through the competition that day at four walk on stage that was such an awesome experience uh in front everything was live streamed on tw the actual twitch Channel. Uh, channel on twitch mm -hmm. and uh that was really cool everybody was super nice the entire Twitch staff. They were really cool. Uh, it was really an awesome opportunity. Everybody that I participated with, my, my peers, as far as the other contestants, they were just professional and very kind. Uh, I think the right person won SKS props. Uh, he was, he was a uh, Theron guard from Gears of War. Okay. And he was tall, walked on platforms. I mean, he was huge. He was huge. And okay. Uh, he's kind of a smaller guy. I mean, he might be five, five in mm. height normally, but with the platforms, he... <laughs> but in this costume that he built, he was like seven foot tall wow. and man, it was, it was awesome. He did a great job. Great job. But, That's uh, cool. so awesome opportunity Sunday rolls around. I'm out of costume. Nobody knows who I am. I'm just another person and I'm right. walking around and I walk up and I, I kind of get to relax at this point And I kind of get to experience a little bit more of the con. Of course, I'd spent some more time with some of my friends that were there and stuff like that. And <clears throat> my wife and I are walking around and I walk up to the Corsair booth and I'm looking at Corsair products because I've, I have used Corsair products when gaming and mice, keyboards, headsets, stuff like that mm -hmm. for years. And they got a big booth there and they got all their RGB LED 
mice and keyboards and headsets and everything set up. Right. And I get to talking to this guy that's working in the back in, in the booth and um, we just get to talking and I can't even remember how it happened, but uh, he found out or I told him that I was Varian from the day before. He was like, dude, that was the most epic costume I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and so literally instantly he said, are you going to BlizzCon? And I said, excuse me. And BlizzCon, mind you, was uh, next week. It oh, was really? the next right weekend the in Anaheim. Okay. okay. And no, 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 no. Not the next weekend. It was the two weeks away. So I was there at TwitchCon. The next weekend I came home. That week I came home and then I went to BlizzCon. And the only reason I went to BlizzCon is because he hired me on the spot to be a booth babe for Corsair's oh, uh, really? at BlizzCon <laughs> as Varian Rin. That's cool. Oh, huh? that is, I had oh, no man. I had no tickets for BlizzCon. I had no hotel for BlizzCon. I had no I had nothing. So I had flown to TwitchCon just miraculously because I got into this competition and got paid to go there. Essentially, I got reimbursed. But anyway, then I get to Twitch. I don't win in the competition, but then I'm walking around, and the guy that I just so happened talking to at the Corsair booth, he's like, dude, that was the greatest variant, greatest World of Warcraft costume I'd ever seen. Whether that's what he said or not, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Right. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) and uh, he invites me to be, no joke, a booth babe for Corsair, the computer accessory company at BlizzCon. Yeah. And to draw attention to him and stuff. To draw attention to their booth. That's hilarious. So, So I fly home and we have a big Halloween party at the house every year. I fly home on Monday that week, you know, I kind of relax or whatever. And I, mind you, I work for myself and at this point, so I'm kind of just kind of recouping from the week of travel right. and stuff like that. And then Saturday rolls around. We have our normal Halloween party, costume party. And I wore, uh, I don't know if y'all are familiar with League of Legends either uh, at all or anything, but Zed, he's got a mask. Zed is the name of a character. He's mm-hmm. an assassin. So I was formal Zed. It was just my own made-up costume. I put on a uh, a black suit, uh, pants, jacket, and then I had a T-shirt that had a little uh, Poro from League of Legends video game. It's mm-hmm. just like this little white creature. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and he's the little white creature is dressed up as Zed. And then I put on Zed's mask that I had made as well, and that's what I wore for Halloween. So anyway, flash forward. The next week rolls around, and on Wednesday, I fly out to California. I meet a buddy of mine in um, uh, Long Beach, and he lives there in Long Beach. He's another creator. He was actually the main judge of the Twitch cosplay contest that year, like the Mm -hmm. week before. His name's Hoku Props, and met him and hung out for a little bit and then went to BlizzCon. I ended up finding some people here from Oklahoma that they, some buddies of mine that were ended up going to BlizzCon and they Mm -hmm. found out about me being invited by uh, Corsair and working for them. So anyway, I ended up just bumming a couch bed from their hotel they already had booked. I ended up getting tickets from Corsair because the tickets had all already been sold out. Mm -hmm. And then then I end up going into BlizzCon for the first time. And dude, that is the greatest gaming experience I have ever had, ever. Mm. And, yeah, I've, uh, I've only ever done the virtual ticket, but dude, every every year I'm like, one of the years I'm going. If one you are a Blizzard fan, dude, if you ever want to go, man, if you ever want to go, I'll let you know. Let me know, and I'll go with you. We'll okay. we'll share a hotel room. 
uh, you know, sounds good to me. Anytime, dude. If you are a Blizzard fan, BlizzCon is mine a mind-boggling experience. It is just insane. That's so cool. many yeah. like-minded people that love the games. Uh, statues everywhere. Everything is decorated like the BlizzCon atmosphere or the mm-hmm. Blizzard atmosphere. You've got the Overwatch stage, the Hearthstone stage, the you know World of Warcraft stage. Uh, I mean. StarCraft stage, mm-hmm. anything and all everything you can think of. The the world championships for all these games are there. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, it's just insane. It's, it's such an insane opportunity. And What's not every that? game. I said huge gaming celebration for the community. No, it, and it you is, don't, man. You don't see it a lot within other games, right? I mean, you have little things here and there, but nothing nothing that major. Correct. So, so I'm, I'm going to wrap this up pretty quick. I'm sorry. It's going on good. too long. But So I get there. <clears throat> I end up working for Corsair. They end up ha- giving me these bags of Corsair coins. They're little golden two-sided coins. They've got the Corsair logo on one side, uh, like the flag Corsair logo, and on the other side it just says Corsair. Well, they gave me these bags, and I'd walk around, and they would make social media posts. Uh, hey, go find Varian, grab, and he'll give you a gift to bring back to our booth for a reward. So mm-hmm. I was walking all BlizzCon, doing my own thing, seeing what I wanted to see, watching what I wanted to watch, talking to who I wanted to talk to, experiencing what I wanted to experience. Granted, I wasn't just sitting there and watching shows. I was mingling with the community. I wasn't just sitting there hiding in the corner, paying attention to the Hearthstone stage or, or, you know what I mean? I I wasn't, I was doing my job as far as walking around and mingling, but I wasn't just in one spot. And people would come up to me and say, Varian, hey, can I take a picture with you? And then if they took a picture with me and made a social media post, hashtagging Corsair or at Corsair, uh, and 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 so on. Then I would give them a coin that they could take to the Corsair booth. And Corsair had a claw machine, like an old-fashioned Toy Story claw machine. Mm-hmm. And they could use those coins to put into the machine, and it would drop down with like the hook, you know, the claw, and right. grab little balls, you know, like the little plastic lid balls that mm-hmm. are see-through, mm-hmm. and kind of like yeah. colored plastic lid. And then they would pull out a piece of paper, and in there it would say, "You win." A keychain, or you win a Corsair RGB LED Void Pro headset, or okay. you win uh, uh, a lanyard, uh, right. RGB LED lanyard, or you'd win yeah. a keyboard. Like seriously, they were giving away legitimate stuff. Yeah, that's excellent. That's, that's what I did, and not to go into it again, but <clears throat> the next year I ended up entering in the Twitch cosplay contest, and I ended up going again and getting my expenses paid. And right. I ended up, and then I ended, didn't have plans prior, but I ended up working for Corsair again. So two years in a row, I went to <laughs> TwitchCon really. in the top 20, and two years in a row, I you ended up going to BlizzCon babe. and was a booth babe for Corsair two years in a row. So that's so awesome. I, I got a question. So when, <clears throat> when you were in the competition, when they do, you know, each year they've done it a little bit different, it seems like. But um, did they announce you as Shepard or did they announce you by your, uh, by your real name? Uh, no, Shepherd Creations. Okay. Yeah. See, so well, I probably I probably saw you and didn't even realize it was you. You you probably <laughs> are correct. Yeah. Yeah. So that's hilarious. It's like I, I knew that's that cool. guy. We went to school together. <laughs> yeah. I know. You guys Sorry, that was a long winded story, gentlemen. But I just no, I really like in order to give it justice, you know, it, um, had, yeah. it had all the right build up. Now, if you're just like. Oh, it was fun. Mm, I got it. Mm. Yeah, the whole time. Well, you did ask which one I liked better. And, <laughs> yeah, which one? You know, I've been a I've been a Blizzard gamer since the beginning. I was playing Orcs and Humans before World of Warcraft was a thing. 
Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Literally mm -hmm. the, RP the RPG, Orcs and Humans, I was playing when I was, shoot, man, 11, 12. Mm -hmm. Blizzard, BlizzCon was definitely by far it's the better, better experience. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Twitch. Mm -hmm. uh, I love what they do. I think it's really cool. Right. Tons of friends. But as far as for what I enjoy, there's a lot of things at TwitchCon that aren't necessarily for me. Yeah. Right. But Whereas everything at BlizzCon was all for you. of BlizzCon was for me. Yeah. I even feel like if I, I don't, <clears throat> even when I I don't play Overwatch. I mean, I have the I I play I've played it. Mm. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but I don't play Hearthstone. But it still doesn't matter because it's still World of Warcraft characters. Yeah. It's still the WoW universe. Blizzard universe characters. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So. That's kind of how I am. I don't play like StarCraft. I never had a chance to really get into, and they right. never really made a full fledged, you know, game like they have with Diablo. So I just haven't had a chance to connect with it, right? Um, mm -hmm. yeah. But I feel the same way about BlizzCon. Like, I could go to these other cons, but for me personally, I'm probably more connected to the Blizzard stuff, you know. Yeah. So. Right. You guys who were watching the pod or listening to the podcast, Clint was just fangirling the whole time. His face was just like. <laughs> oh, when I'm telling the story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, can't, I can't. I've never seen Clint smile like a giddy little girl like that. <laughs> dude, what are you talking about? I'm nerding out over here. Here's so, like, oh, dude. Like Christmas, if any of y'all ever want to go, y'all are seriously, man. If y'all ever want to, if y'all are big Blizzard fans, I know Clinton is, but I, uh, <laughs> don't tempt me. Don't tempt me, Jake. I'll be, Dude, I'll be talking I'm to down. the wife. Y'all ever want to go to BlizzCon? I'm down. Let's well, roll. She, she's played WoW too, so she's all about. She wants to go with me too. So it's cool. kind yeah. of a, it would be easy to be like, hey, babe, family vacation, just me and you. Kayla, and my boy. wife, she went with me to TwitchCon the first year, mm -hmm. and she's not a cosplayer. She's not. She doesn't do the creative thing like I do. She doesn't get it. She likes video games, but she so it gets so addicted to them, she won't allow herself to play them. Mm. Sounds like my uh, life. The first time we played Star Wars: The Old Republic Online MMORPG, we played for I want to say twelve hours. The first time ever, twelve hours straight. Our daughter was like turning into a raisin in the bathtub. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it was. She was like, I can't play video games anymore. So now, I mean, we do still play together and right. stuff with the kids. But, yeah, we we, we yeah. ran into that. We had Claire, uh, and she's about to turn four at the end of July. And we had the uh, you know we were playing WoW before we had kids. It was kind of our thing. And then I remember uh, the Legion expansion came out and we had just had Claire. And so I bought it for both of us, you know, dad's taking care of business. And so uh, I remember Claire was having issues with napping and that kind of stuff. She's still newborn. And uh, Mikkel tried it with me and she just, I remember she couldn't, as a mom, she couldn't turn off the mom mode. And so she was like, yeah. I, I can't take care of our daughter properly. I'm like, she's yeah. fine. Just let her cry it out a little bit. <laughs> tough love tough love yeah so uh, kayla kayla would go back to blizzcon with me i know she would yeah. i don't know that i'll ever compete in twitchcon again i think if i really did it and i i, I had the time i think i have the potential to win for mm -hmm. sure i really do and i don't mean that in an arrogant way it's just that right. i've learned so much from competing in those competitions that i know what they're looking for as judges and my capabilities what i can do now especially with my previous costume, Anduin Ren, mm -hmm. the entirely 3D printed, start to finish, 3D modeled by me, full suit of chain, full under uh, tunic of chain mail, helmet, mm -hmm. LED lights, smoke. Um, you do a lot more with If it. I went for it again, if I picked the right costume, I think I could win. But honestly, I don't have the time. You know, my kids are older now. There's a lot more right. responsibility that I have. 
Yep. Life, and I'm happy life changes with, as we go. It's not a negative thing. It's yeah. just different. Yep. Right. I'm happy with my life and my business and you know, it would be great. And I, I think I will compete one of these days if I find the time, but I have to put everything else on hold to concentrate on a big build like that. Mm-hmm. And that's me turning down money for my family, turning right. down clients and stuff like that. So yeah. it's just a hard decision to make to go back into that competition aspect. Yeah, right. And, we, and we've learned, you know, with uh, even with this endeavor, uh, anything creative, you kind of have to be in that zone too. It's not like you can't really turn it on, turn it off. Uh, you know, when you're in the zone of creating something, you're kind of in it and you're making yeah. it happen. You know, it's hard to stop it. Okay, I'm going to take a week oh, yeah. off and come back to it. Then you yep. got to refine what what was going on in my head. What was I wanting to happen with this? You know, yeah, uh, all that kind I of hear stuff. It, man. And then same thing, For like sure. you said, with the experience of staying on top of it and making it better and better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that, that first piece of, of art or whatever you created, you're probably always going to hate. You know, as as you move forward, because it's, you know, there's that process of you get better and better at it. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. When you look back at it, it'll look like trash. You don't necessarily yeah. hate it because, you know, it was your stepping stone. Yeah. Like we listen to what you as you get better. Yeah. We, we listened to episode one of this podcast a while back. Just turn it on just for fun. And it was like, ugh, ugh. Can't Guys, it. <laughs> I've got to I've got to call out my buddy. He just uh, spoke up in the stream. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Stalkertron, what is happening, dude? I don't know how long ago it was whenever you mo- wrote that message, but dude, it's awesome to you know see you type in chat, hear from you, man. Uh, I hope you're doing well. Yeah, that's awesome. Dude, this guy right here, this guy right here is uh, ultra famous. Like, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah? He's, I stumbled across him on Twitch. I had no idea who he was. He came into my stream one day and... Uh, have you ever seen that YouTube video, uh, YouTube channel, all me and they do, uh, but anyway, it's, they host other creators doing things. Have you ever heard of the, uh, the YouTube, uh, videos called, uh, man at arms reforged. They create full blown blacksmithed weapons from video yes. games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have, this seen is, that. this is, this is the dude right here. This is Matt. Oh, really? He's okay. one oh, really? of the brothers of Baltimore knife and sword. Oh, and wow. okay. He, he like makes, freaking assassin's creed weapons world of warcraft weapons like you know game of thrones like full-blown <laughs> right. steel forged right. freaking stuff man this guy that's uh, awesome dude so well if you want to be a guest on the podcast man hit us up with dude, if y'all want to dude he's <laughs> a gamer sure. he's been gaming as long as i have or longer i mean he's been playing counter-strike he plays PUBG. he plays so he's dude you name it he plays he plays it that's, that's cool uh yeah. we game together from time to time uh, he's been trying to get me to play some Ark Survival Evolved. I got all the different game, all the games and expansions. I just haven't had the time to to play it. But yeah. dude, this want, seriously, if y'all want to get a good get a guest that is makes me look like a joke, you need to get this guy on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll have to reach out to him. Ark Survival. I want to play that one. So yeah, we've talked you, about if, that one quite a bit. If you do play it soon, let us know because we've been wanting to uh, jump into that and and try that yeah. one out. You know how it is sure. when you're budgeting. It's like, well, I want this game and I want that. A lot of games that we want to play. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, I hear you. So a lot of times, even when you have the money, you're budgeting time, like he's talking yep. about with the cosplay exactly. stuff. Exactly, time yeah, is money, man. Yeah, yeah that's right. I completely understand. Um, so you mentioned you have you had a son. Um, how many children do you have total? Uh, I've got two kiddos. I've okay. got a 11 year old daughter. Her birthday is actually today. We oh wow woke up early this morning, took her shopping, took her to lunch. You know, we hung out with her all day. <clears throat> got back home around five and I was tinkering around in my office upstairs that I'm right 
building out. But uh, so plenty of time spent with her today. And I, awesome. I told her ahead of time that I had this coming up. So she was very supportive, as my whole family is. But my daughter's 11. <clears throat> my son's three. He'll be four in August. And uh, they're amazing, man. I, this is the greatest thing that I've ever done in my life is be a dad. Yeah. It's, yep. it's, it's incredible. It's, it's, the, it's, it's the my, craziest Every thing. day is something new. Yeah. And uh, or they'll push I hope you I'm doing things think right. Would. I hope yeah. I think I'm doing things right. I'm really trying hard. I really am, man. I, I think that's I the won't. key, trying to do things right. If you, yeah. you know, there's dads out there that just don't care, and then you know you're not doing things right. But if yeah. you're trying to do things right, then you're going to be doing you're going to be doing right by your kid compared to most people, anyways. You know what and, I mean? Yeah. And the, and yeah. the great, yeah, I hear you. And the great thing about your kids is they're usually going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Even even yeah. kids that have parents that are not good at all, right? Um, yep. You know, ex drug addicts, you know, abusers, whatever. Even then, the kid later on in life still even as adults sometimes gives them the benefit of the doubt on things so yeah you know obviously we strive to be awesome you know epic yep, right but uh yeah i mean a lot of times there's gonna be things that... there's gonna be things we do that our kids like wow you guys sucked you know you were, you were horrible why'd you do that and they're, they're gonna learn you know, something better every 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 generation as long as my kids turn out better than i am yeah that's I'm happy. Yeah, I want my kid. Right. I want my kids to be better than me in every yeah, aspect of life. Yeah. And uh, that's my goal. That's good leadership. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. That's good Appreciate leadership. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, my kids, I'm so proud of them. I, I can't say enough about them. I mean, I, I know y'all feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 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 I've got one. She's six and uh, she's about to be seven. And we just had another one. She's seven months right now. Congratulations, so man. You, That's yeah. cool. Both girls, Clint. How many? You got two girls? Yeah, I got two girls. I got yeah, one. Yeah, both That's, girls for that, me too. Hunter, one what about you? Boy, is Hunter down there? I got one little boy. That's cool. He's Some not little, Hunter. Why. Don't lie. Don't lie. He's yeah, not right. little. He's, he's pretty. He's a beast. He's gonna be like yeah. six two, six three, something like that. Right, cool. <laughs> he is. He's gonna be a linebacker, <laughs> or a tight end. I already told him. I said uh, <laughs> we're hiring your son for uh, security duty for my daughters. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Literally, he's he's not uh, he's not quite a year old yet, but oh. uh, you put him next to my year um, one year old, and it's just like you know, looks like a two year old next to her. Yeah, it's completely mm-hmm. different. <laughs> yeah, my I, I'm pretty tall. I'm six three, and my my son is. Uh, He's pretty tall for his age. He's taller than all of his kids that he, you know, was in class with. He didn't, went to like a little Mother's Day out three days a week, and mm-hmm. uh, he's three. And he, everybody thinks he's five, and we're like mm-hmm. carrying him around. And they're like, "Why are you carrying that five-year-old?" Like, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, he's 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 three. He's, yeah. he's a little guy. Same with my kids. I think uh, he's thirty-something inches. Wow, that's he's, crazy. He's nine months old. Wow. He's like, oh, Dad, I'm hungry. Complete opposite. My daughter, uh, Aurora, she was, uh, I want to say she was 43 pounds for over a year. It didn't change. She just stayed 43 pounds. And then all of a sudden she finally started growing this last year. She's finally 53 pounds. But I think for like a year and a half, she stayed 43 pounds and she's still, you know, she height wise, she looks like a maybe, maybe four year old, five year old, somewhere right Mm -hmm. in there, but she's about to be seven. She's just Uh. a little, we're know, short people, though. My whole family's. I know. I know. Claire's wearing because you guys gave us some clothes. Claire's wearing some of Rory's clothes now. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, definitely. Like, the ones she wears, like right now, she just got out of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but Dude, that's the best when you have, you know, friends that have kids that are relatively, you know, the same age or a little bit older, so you can mm-hmm. hand me down clothes. Because exactly. man, you're. 
I feel like I'm constantly buying clothes for my kids because they're constantly yep. growing out of them. You know what I mean? And they always look nice still. Except for like their junk play clothes, like the regular good clothes always look brand new still. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. oh, that doesn't fit yeah. you anymore? Oh, you Dang. know, you know what my wife did? She Claire has a Spider-Man shirt that she loves. Mm-hmm. And she grew she got too big for it. And my wife was able to go and find it in a bigger size. And buy oh, it. nice. I was like, nice. really, babe? And she's like, well, it's her favorite shirt. She should just be able to wear it. Keep wearing it. <laughs> right. So we're going to buy identical clothing is what you're telling me. Yeah, why not? Change it up. Dude, we wore, our whole family today, all four of us, we wore uh, tie-dye shirts that we made a few months back. Okay. Um, and then I was just going to ask, have you had a chance to play uh, any video games with the kiddos? Are they either one of them into gaming? Um, yeah. Even yeah. Um, my son is all about Mario Party on the Switch. All about oh, it. Yeah. Mom cool. gets home. Hey, Mom. When we're done eating dinner, we're playing Mario Party. Like the, he decides, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, we'll, I'll call my wife in the middle of the day because, you know, the kids are home right now and I work from home. So I've been, you know, hanging out with them a lot. I'll call my wife at work and <clears throat> he'll be like, Mom, when you get home, we're playing Mario Party. And he's three. Like, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, every, every day it's Mario mm-hmm. Party. We're playing when we get home. And that's so funny. that's really mostly what we play with the family right now. My daughter and I, uh, she likes to play The Sims. You know, uh, so we'll we'll build houses together and stuff like that. I've, yeah. I've been thinking about getting Claire into that when she gets a little bit older, but we've been trying out a little bit of Minecraft. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, so yeah. That's cool, we, man. You know, I, I like Minecraft. A lot of people don't realize it, but you can actually build an entire working computer in Minecraft. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh. Yeah, there's some really intricate intricate things that you can do with Minecraft. It's It's a lot more in-depth than people think that it is. Uh, yeah. it, it's really pretty awesome. So I, I think Minecraft is a great place to get started because, you know, you've got that do this to do this, you know, hard work. You you put mm-hmm. something into this and then you can build this. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of I, th- I feel like uh, people underestimate the knowledge that you can gain from gaming and problem solving skills and stuff like that. But I've been a gamer since forever. So I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm yeah. definitely a gaming. Gamer. My daughter, my daughter's reading and and spelling increased greatly from Minecraft. Yeah. Uh, she was yeah. already decent at reading, but as soon as I quit telling her, no, I'm not going to help you find that, whatever it is, you know, obsidian or whatever, she you're going to find read. it yourself. Oh, man, it was just like, because she had a goal. She had a reason to read. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it, it just accelerated like crazy for her. So she now she just can handle it all on her own. <laughs> she loves it. Great for creativity. Yeah, yeah. she knows how to spell obsidian. Yep. <laughs> yep. She does. There you go. Hey, that's what WoW did for me in my college years. I mean, it did take away from probably my GPA average because of the time I spent playing it. But my typing skills got much better because I, you know, was playing playing the WoW life. That was before the Discord days. You know, you had to find a what was it? Uh, uh, what was the name of that? Uh, TeamSpeak. TeamSpeak. Vin- yeah. Ventrilo. Yeah. 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 Mumble. Had to, yeah, had to pay a service all. to get on. <laughs> yeah. Xfire. TeamSpeak. Ventrilo. Mumble. I'm sure there's a couple out there that I'm missing, but yeah, I've been through all of them. Oh yeah. Well, I, I have mm. to give you credit right now, uh, Jake, I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, Jake is the reason that I ever even got into fantasy games. So right before I moved uh, my freshman year, we moved after my freshman year was up. Uh, I was wanting to get into some fantasy games and I had only mainly played like, you know, GTA wrestling, pro wrestling games, um, some of your classic stuff. You know, and I was like, well, I want to get into fantasy, but I don't know what's a good game. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember I reached out to, to Jake and he was like, you need to get Fable. 
Fables where it's at. It's a good starter. You know, it's yep. a good place to start. And uh, from there, from then Dude. on is what turned Fable. me over to enjoying. I guess that's uh, what got Fable. us both into it though, then. Cause mm -hmm. me and you both fell because in love with Fable. Because yeah, when I moved back, yeah. I had the game. I mean, you played yep. together, right? Dude, yep. slow clap for Fable, man. Yep. Like, come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> Dude, uh, Fable was the shit back oh, in yeah. the day. <laughs> well, you know, that's Golly. that was before they was had- way ahead of its time. That was before yeah, they had Peter Molyneux out there saying, you know, you can get an STD off this game. You know? Everything's <laughs> gonna be so amazing. Yeah, you can get up pregnant and then, and then Fable leave. Two just was horrible. You can oh, play together, yeah, and then you. here comes your bubble buddy. You know, it's like, yep, wait, where's yep, your, I remember where's that. your character? You can play with your friends. No, you can't. No. You liar! It's a whole bunch of lies. <laughs> Dude, such a good game. I never no, got man. to touch Fable Three though. How was Fable Three? Did you get to play it? It wasn't as good. I don't no. think it didn't have the appeal. Number one just yeah. had that magic to it. They just landed oh, yeah. the bottle. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, felt, I mean, it kind of felt like it was going to be a big, a big thing that was going to be around forever, like Zelda. Mm -hmm. Like it felt like they did that big of a mm -hmm. of a game, and then all of a sudden just screwed Petered the pooch. Out. Yep, yep. <laughs> just bad planning, over promising. Yeah. yeah. Still, yeah, Fable Three was kind of garbage. Was it? See, I never yeah. touched Fable Three because I was still mad about Fable Two. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> understandable. Yeah, understandable. I was like, that hey. was one of those. I'll get that off the the used rack at GameStop. Yeah. <laughs> Let's head on over and do the news. Leaks for geeks. We're hey. here with the news. I'm going to start off with uh, I some to, special deals. I just want to give a shout out real quick to Goosey. He said oh, that yeah. he started, uh, it's where he started. Was it Minecraft or was it uh, was it WoW? Which game are you talking about, Goosey? Just let us know. I want to give him a shout out on our Discord Minecraft. server. He said MC. Minecraft, yeah. Oh, it sure is right there. Yeah. Well, I'm not with the whole abbreviation life, you know. I'm <laughs> I'm the older dad, the older mentality over here. He just said it right when you asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't say it. He didn't time. miss it. He just, <laughs> he just uh, <laughs> anyway. The the uh, first, I'm gonna hit you guys with some quick deals. Okay, mm -hmm. there's some premium games um, that are out, and they're when I say premium, meaning kind of top games, but they're big packages, right? Okay. Uh, like That's Assassin's Creed, Rainbow Six Siege, they're gold editions. Um, so I'm thinking that these are all uh, of the same, what do you call it? Uh, these are all Ubisoft, I think. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. But U I think U Ubisoft? Ubisoft. Ubisoft, that's what I said. I never can't uh, say that. Yeah, it's Ubisoft. We proved it. We've Sorry. All, we've we've always said Ubi. Okay, so first you've got Assassin's Creed Odyssey Gold Edition. Okay? okay. Um, that's a big package edition that comes with it. It's a hundred dollars usually. It's thirty-three dollars right now. So these are some pretty big discounts if you've been looking at getting one of these. Uh, Assassin's Creed Origin Gold Edition. It's usually a hundred dollars. It's twenty-five dollars right now. Um, the Division Two Ultimate Edition. It's twenty dollars off. Usually eighty, but it's sixty right okay. now. Far Cry New Dawn Ultimate Edition. As it's usually, are you guys listening? One thirty, oh, yeah. and it's thirty-nine right now. Oh wow! So. That one has got a huge discount on it. Uh, For Honor, the complete edition. Um, that one's usually one ten. It's thirty six right now. Mm -hmm. uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint Ultimate Edition. It's usually one twenty. It's forty two. 
And then we got Ghost Recon Wildlands Gold Edition. It's usually 80 and it's 40 right now. Rainbow Six Siege Gold Edition. It's usually 55, it's 30. Okay. Rainbow Six Siege Ultimate Edition. It's usually 90 and it's 49. Uh, all of these are big discounts on this list. So uh, South Park, the Fractured Butthole Gold Edition. <laughs> It's usually that title, 80. That title gets me every time. <laughs> it's usually 80. And now it's only $20 for a golden fractured butthole. So, hey, that's they a good deal. are so genius with their, oh, their yes. comedy. They really that, are. That was I good. know that they could be front forward, like sometimes, but they front are so forward funny. or back. Or in this case, or the rear forward. Yeah. Yep. But it's not, it's fractured butt. Whole, like they're that's, not saying the real word. It's it's that's what she. Yeah, said. it's fractured but whole. Yeah, yeah I get it. It's just yeah. one T. There's it's one T on the butt. Play on words. Yeah. Uh, trials. Keep rising. on with these big packages. I want to hear more. <laughs> trials. Uh, trials rising. Uh, gold edition. It's usually thirty. It's fifteen right now. Mm-hmm. And Watch Dogs Two, which we've talked about. This is their gold edition. It's ninety usually. Right now it's twenty two. So that might be one that's like. Mm. That's, Might have to go ahead that's some good deals there if you've been looking it. at playing any of those games. And those are all uh, like the nice edition ones. So. Yes, yeah. Yep. And these are these are um can all be found. You can find that list on gamespot.com if you want to jump on there. Mm-hmm. On the intro, I know you guys heard me say that's one sneaky uh Viking, which when we think of Vikings, we don't think sneaky, but I do got to tell you that um, if you've played Assassin's Creed and you're excited about the new Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I am, I look at the cover and the previews, and it just makes me think of the show Vikings. If you haven't watched the show Vikings, I love it, and it makes me think of that. Um, but they're bringing back the um, social stealth and wrist blade insta kills. Yes, um, they're bringing both those back for a Viking, which people did not expect because he's a Viking. But you know, Vikings are sneaky little devils. So uh, that, stealth, that stealth style, if you like that, in the Assassin's Creed uh, editions of past that they took out, they're bringing it back for Valhalla. So that's something uh, to be excited about. Uh, that game looks great. I really am excited yeah. about that game. I don't even get excited about single-player ver- games very often, and I've watched some of the previews for it, and it just looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, that's totally you, They're doing high. a good thing by bringing the lore into it. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say next here on my list. Oh, it loaded up. Yep. Okay. This is something that I probably, I'm not the only one that thought was coming because it's been kind of the new thing to do. And that is ranked mode, right? And mm-hmm. bots in battle Royales, right? That's the thing that they're yeah. all kind of doing. Uh, well now PUBG joins the, joins the party. PUBG update 7.2 brings bots and ranked mode. And so it can kind of set you up as you go. And so it's not just crazy hard when you start off and you can progress through uh, skill sets and skill levels and basically okay. move up uh, against better and better, 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 better guys. So mm. I think that's a good thing that they brought into any of these kind of uh, setups. I don't even know what the first one to do that is. I think that might've been the Call of Duty on uh, mobile. Call mm. of Duty mobile might've been the first one to kind of do that bot ranked setup where they weed out the bots and bring in real people. Uh, people just loved it. So I think that that's kind of playing off. Of I that. think I saw that on Fortnite first. But then you think it was Fortnite first? It. Maybe it might have been. I hopped on Fortnite for the first time in a long time, like a couple months ago, and they had the bots in there. And it 
I thought I was doing great. And then I realized it was bots and, and I got a little bit sad, but yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Cause you're thinking, like, oh, I'm so good now. I'm so then, good. <laughs> then I realized exactly. that guy was running towards me and not building at all while I was shooting at him. <laughs> right. So, and you're like, yeah. Oh, it's a bot. Yeah. 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 Well, that's the that's stuff how a lot of people did on, on the Call of Duty Mobile. Like they thought they were just beasts. <laughs> um, this one I'm just going to shoot over quickly instead of playing the video. Um, but you guys could check it out for sure. We've talked about the Unreal Engine 4 before, which is already ridiculous in its photorealism and the ability to um, basically create live, what would you call that, live rendering, right, mm -hmm. for the games rather I, than I having to go in anyway. and code every single part of it. Um, they've now released some some demos and some uh, live gameplay for the Unreal Engine 5. It looks sweet. And, Let's just say it. it looks oh, really yeah, cool. it looks amazing. Now, now, I did read that, you know, if you system to be able to handle it, you do need to have, you know, top of the line graphics card, obviously. But also they recommend uh, a really fast SSD also, mm -hmm. which is a big part of its processing power. And then uh, right now they've got this little live demo that you can check out is actually on um, that's being played on the PS5. So when the PS5 comes out, I think you'll be able to start to see some of the implementations of, of the Unreal Engine 5. Mm -hmm. My understanding of Unreal 4 and 5 is basically the best way to describe that would be AI rendering. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Because basically what they're saying is they're able to take what they would usually use for video editing, mm -hmm. and instead of having to convert it and hand code and hand work that into a game, um, the game is able to take those exact same um, shots and overlays and things like that and convert it into real-time 3D graphics. That's my understanding of that. I'm not an in-depth gaming designer, mm -hmm. but uh, it's supposed to be pretty groundbreaking. You have any input on that, uh, Shepard? I've I've dabbled in the Unreal Engine, man, and that, already uh, Unreal 3 and 4 are insane. Unreal 5, that's it. Dude, I'm looking at these images that you're sharing on the live mm -hmm. stream. Oh, yeah. Dude, this is absolutely nuts, man. Phenomenal, you know what man. I wish they would do so bad is recreate. Have you all seen the the renders in the Unreal Engine of uh, like fan-made Orgrimmar in yes, World of Warcraft? Yes, I have. Yes. Oh, yeah. man. The Can you imagine if World of Warcraft was recreated in the Unreal Engine? Oh, yeah. Oh, How just insane that would be. Yeah. Imagine if they had a game like that recreated in the Unreal Engine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. people would stop living in the real world. We'd start oh, yeah. to see that sci-fi stuff the, going on where people just take this connected. right here that I'm looking at though. I don't, I can't. I didn't hear what game this was uh, at the time. I was on my way back to the. I, PC, I think but, it's just a demo. I don't think it's a, just a demo. It yeah, they kinda, just they just it, made it, it to. to looks kind of Laura Croft Tomb Raider yeah. to me. Tomb Raider, yes. Yeah. This uh this gameplay and footage and style and stuff like that this actually reminds me of uh force unleashed not force is it force unleashed mm -hmm. the yeah, new yeah, star sure. the force newest star wars yes, 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 yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah 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 i've actually yeah. played that dude if y'all haven't played that it's good oh my goodness you need to play that game we it's talked about it on the podcast game. i've played it i don't I haven't played it yet. i played it at a friend's house and it's just it is it's a very amazing it's game. insane it really is. And the graphics are like this. They, I mean, eerily similar. I mean, obviously mm -hmm. this is a little bit more advanced cause it's the newer inch, excuse me, newer engine. Yeah. But, um, so it almost looks exactly the it's same. Very close. Yeah. I they was said that by the graphics said, in the force unleashed too. They said the main two things, I think, uh, I have to remember the second part actually, but the, the main thing that they first introduced <clears throat> into this was 
basically um, an automatic lighting. So it takes in real time and will adjust if you were to put this this light here it's going to put it all the way into you know 8k rendering and proper shadows and okay and to the extent that it's completely um not so having to be hand done anymore okay so the light itself will automatically just react to any object you're throwing in right the, in the game mm -hmm. particles mm -hmm. and things that's really cool um i did see a, a video of some guys talking about they had gotten down into like the pixelization like i guess current stuff mm -hmm. they use triangle pixelization this right yeah same thing for this um but they were talking about i guess there's a different way that um they load it in and so it would it would just take some time for the game developers to get used to this new process mm -hmm. of how they're running i don't know if it's in the actual coding or, or what but they kind of acted like the infrastructure would change a little bit um when you yeah i'm sure this unreal engine 5 yeah because huh. i think they said they have a whole new uh, process <laughs> in the actual rendering of the textures mm -hmm. it's a it's a different setup and it, and it does still work with triangle pixels um, yeah, but i don't really great. know the details of it oh, yeah no, this is fantastic. beautiful yeah it's it definitely great. i mean force unleashed was used uh it's the un, they use the unreal engine as well but mm -hmm. so, so they use it does look similar four. but you can tell that this is just in a whole nother class yeah yeah i think it's just yeah, clearly take them clearly they're really showing off the lighting the new lighting <laughs> i like it ready one of the things they're saying here too is in this lighting that's going on here, uh, you know, usually it takes a lot of background work to um, create the effects that that lighting's having on all the environment around. To where in this new one, they just create that light orb in in the Unreal Engine is doing all that itself. That's mm -hmm. the the beauty of this new one, supposedly. Um, I'm sure we're talking in layman's terms. A, a game designer and stuff like that would understand more. But guys, it's beautiful. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. It looks awesome. It's well, we we had done a report on some um, graphics software that was reskinning old games, and mm -hmm. so the AI would go through and actually just retexture everything. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And they were using this to do like kind of, I guess you'd say a soft remaster, right? Like not yeah. like yeah. where they go in and rebuild the game, but it was updating like uh, i think they were using it for morrowind was one of them. yeah but it was completely ai built yep yeah the ai that. they would just plug mm -hmm. the software in and boom the computer yep. just went and did its thing and... that's crazy what we're getting to yeah speaking of immersive worlds and we've talked about before some exercise games that hunter started and never finished yeah um, right as i'm still fat you can tell yeah <laughs> we've <laughs> that was we've his, that new... was his whole selling point on getting a nintendo switch ladies and gentlemen uh, mm -hmm. we've yeah. got a new vr fitness app called supernatural uh Ooh. they announced their their annual pricing yes i said annual pricing um it's 149 a year for a special entry fee right now and then it's going to go up to 199 if you pay for the yearly rate and you wow. say why would i pay yearly for an exercise game. Well, this is just like um, Peloton, right? Which has really done well. If you're in the exercise world, the Peloton is basically a, you've got a screen built into your bike or your different workout machines, and it's bringing in new workouts every day, um, new music that they've licensed, you know, from top mm -hmm. artists and things like that. And then you've also got um, real trainers that are given real experiences every day and working you through exercise stuff. That's actually what they're doing with this, but in VR. Um, it's going to have games built in, kind of like, uh, you know, Beat Saber, stuff like that that's fun to play and uh, obstacles and stuff to move through while you're moving through the world. But then it's also got training sessions from all kinds of the top 
um, trainers in the world. And then it's going to have all your top music and it's going to be updated constantly with new workouts, new trainers, new music. And so you're paying basically like a subscription, just like you would to a gym. That's kind of the okay. idea there. That's the same thing as Peloton. That's what they've done. Uh, so the they're following that same model. This is called Supernatural. Supernatural. Okay. And, the, yeah. and the subscription for the yearly is how much? 149 Okay. So yep. that's still pretty cheap. I mean, if you're going to go get your <clears throat> gym membership right now. Yeah. Yeah, and you can do it for, at home. Just, that's why Peloton's done really well. Up, so. Yeah, and I think I think that's right around Peloton's pricing. So they think <laughs> they're kind of they're trying to piggyback off of that into the you know the gamer world, the VR world. Mm-hmm. Of course, you have to have a, a VR uh, headset, that? Oculus or something like that. I'm not sure Dude, if it'll be on PlayStation or not. This is yeah. legit. I've been talking about with my buddies uh, lately that I want to get a VR headset. You know. Mm-hmm. And, I don't game that much anymore. Mm-hmm. I still game. I mean, you, you know how it is. Yeah. I mean, well, you game when you get a chance and stuff like that. But, dude, if I could exercise with some VR, go on a run, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Man, dude, seriously, the possibilities oh, yeah, with VR comparatively to what it used to be, comparatively to what it is now. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's dude. so different. I have uh, I have the PSVR, the PlayStation VR. Okay. And um, it's one of them things, man, it's pretty mind-blowing as far as what I we went- can do with it. I went to a buddy's house the other day, buddy I game with from time to time, or for, I mean, not time to time, but years. But anyway, I went over there the, the other day and he's like, hey man, come over. I want you to try my sim rig. And he kind of built uh, a sim rig. He's got a, for racing, he's got oh, a yeah. force, force feedback steering wheel. He's got the shifter. He's got the three pedals, you know, clutch, uh, brake, gas, and he's got a Oculus Rift. Mm. And he's got it hooked up. And dude, I sat down on this sim rig. Mm-hmm. I literally, it felt like I was racing a car, man. Yeah. The huh. seat vibrated. I, I sat down on this. The, the steering wheel gives you force feedback. And when you go to turn a corner, you spin out or you get hit from behind or something like that. It uh, is insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. And he's about to upgrade his rig to where it like literally tilt side to side oh, front so back like, when you take it's gonna off be like going to universal and, studios <laughs> yeah i mean that's all he does is race is, all cool. he does is races and it's on i racing and i racing is cool. actually a simulator they take a big machine and they run them along these tracks these real legitimate tracks in mm-hmm. rl irl and they scan it with lasers and so mm-hmm. in this game in this simulator it's the exact track dude i'm talking formula one nascar sprint car dirt track round track street road cars mm-hmm. rally oh, and uh he actually let me borrow his steering wheel and the only thing i've gamed on for like the last two or three months is uh this i racing with him and mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, it, I, I can do it on my three monitor set it up here at the house. And it's pretty cool because it kind of wraps around me and I can right. span the game on all three monitors. But this VR, VR stuff, dude, is insane. Oh, yeah. And, and it's moving fast. Yeah. I went to one at Dave and Buster's the other day, mm-hmm. uh, a yeah. couple months back for a birthday party for one of my buddy's kids. Mm-hmm. And um, I walked in this little square room, put on the VR headset, and it's got a cable hanging from the ceiling, and I can mm-hmm. walk around and actually move and stuff. And it, uh, it was cool. But, dude, it was garbage. Like, Compared comparatively to, to what you can mm-hmm. get with the Oculus Rift and Oculus yeah. Quest right. and these in home VR headsets. <laughs> and they're not crazy expensive. That's what's so mind boggling to me, dude. Did you ever see that movie, uh, Gamer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. With Gerard Butler. 
Oh yeah. And that yep. kid is controlling him because he's like a fugitive or yeah. right. You right. know what I mean? That's our boy Dexter, Mar- Michael C. Hall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was a dude. good one. And then whenever, um, whenever what was Ready Player One, I was like, well, yep. that's where we're headed. Yep. Dude, now, it is. <clears throat> the only thing about this exercise situation is this, and I've had the issue with the with the PlayStation VR. I did Resident Evil Seven mm-hmm. with the PlayStation VR. Scariest game I've ever played. I mean, as far as when you're in VR, I you know. So what I'm wondering though is when you have that headset, I don't know how the Oculus handles it, but with the PlayStation VR, the issue we were having is it starts steaming up in there. You start sweating. It's already kind of hot, you know, with mm-hmm. the headset on. So I'm just curious as to how long you could stand the uh, sweating in your headset while you're doing this workout stuff. Yeah, it's true. Maybe they're going to have some kind of little pad that goes with it that's washable outside you know, of the little pad that's built on. Thinking it. of it, you could mod. I mean, I could mod an Oculus Rift headset to yeah. where I could actually – I could put a DC fan on there, just like a fan from the PC – but you can actually mm-hmm. get like the, mm, I what you're saying. you know, 40, 40 millimeter fans or, right. yeah, you, could like you know, 20, inside it maybe you know, and mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, you could run a little adapter to where it runs off a really small battery. And mm-hmm. I could, I mean, I could mod a mod a headset to where it's actually blowing across your eyes or your face. You know what I mean? Inside the headset, it's not mm-hmm. going to obscure your vision or anything that like that, right. but just enough to where it Keep cools you down. Yep. Right. I mean, I, I mean, if there isn't something like that, I think that that could be something that's added to those headsets rather easily. Yeah. My buddy that does race all the time, and he races hours on end. He'll do like, you know, 250 lap races, uh, mm. like NASCAR roundy round track races on this iRacing. And he's like, dude, it's so hot. And I raced for maybe an hour on a mm-hmm. sim rig, and it, it wasn't that bad to me. But I'm sure there's some adaptation that can be done to make for, it you know, and, and more. Right, but that might be different if you're bobbing and weaving and – Maybe you know, I don't know. <laughs> I was I'm curious how it would hold onto your head because I mean those headsets are are pretty secure. Pretty you yeah, know what I mean? But yeah, but they're bulky. They still have some weight. I mean you're yeah. gonna have yeah. to kind of offset that the weight of the headset. You know what yeah. I mean? I think when they can perfect, or, the heads, I don't know. I don't I think, know. I think when they can perfect the headset to where we can, you know, like you said, it's not so bulky. You get past some of the. Uh, like I said, for me, it was always it wasn't so much the heat. Like I'm okay with sweating a little bit. But it was the the actual uh, lenses on the on the PlayStation VR it would start fogging. Mm-hmm. You'd notice mm-hmm. that yeah. that fog tint to it. Hmm. But uh, the screen uh, door effect is the only thing that I really noticed because the resolution is it's high. I mean, you're looking at somewhat 1080p when you're in there. No, yeah, but it needs to be 4K or 8K. Yeah, yeah it needs to so be a lot higher it. because mm-hmm. the resolution is so high. You know, not mm-hmm. high enough because you are so close. It shows right. you the screen door. Yeah, yeah hey, but you're good. moving so much when when you're doing the workout games. I feel like you'd get sicker easier if it wasn't a higher quality for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. But yeah. the good thing is, I think we're right on the cusp of that, right? I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. Eventually, oh, like yeah. I told you guys before, it. we're just gonna plug it into our brains. Eventually. Oh, dude, so, Elon Musk, Neuralink. Yeah. I was, yeah. I've sitting this entire time. I'm like, all right, here in a minute, you can talk about Neuralink. Here in a minute, you can talk. About <laughs> I'm sitting here waiting for the conversation to get to a point where I can oh, say yeah. Neuralink, Neuralink. But yeah. seriously, man, uh, oh, yeah. I, did y'all see the recent podcast with uh, Joe Rogan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and had Elon Musk on there talking about Neuralink, and he literally oh, yeah. asked specific questions, and he said, 25 years from now. Uh, you won't even have to talk to people. Yeah, that'd be you crazy. won't have to talk to people. You'll literally just think what you're, what you need to that say might to not somebody be a good else. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> but right? I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, self in yeah. trouble. Yeah. 
it's yeah it's, it's, it's gonna be crazy i mean you'll still be able to talk to people but not verbally not with mm -hmm. your mouth and making sounds literally you can just think it and the person that's next to you that has the bluetooth headset hooked up to their brain will literally know exactly <laughs> what you're saying dude this whole thing blows my mind because i'm thinking how are you going to keep from getting hacked man like mm -hmm. right oh, i yeah. mean if they're yeah. linking into your brain with a digital asset with mm -hmm. these electrodes mm -hmm. Next thing you know, you have man. Yeah, next I thing mean, they asked him about digital schizophrenia. Like that. You know, he the capabilities. Like, yeah, that's a big part of it. The capabilities are impressive. I mean, think about yeah. what you can just pull. How much information you can pull up instantly. But the mm -hmm. thought of being connected to something electronically like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, sure, we're we're already somewhat cyborgs with our phones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But definitely to have it in you. In you. Yeah, connected different. to your brain, man. That is a whole, mm -hmm. a whole another step, man. That's is, sure. is, is it sad that there's a part of me that know. does want that though? But we can't oh, even fathom that. I don't, I don't, I don't we, want it, but at the same time, I'm still intrigued. Yeah. We always think about we always think about how the world's going to be connected, but what we forget is how we're connected to the world. And mm -hmm. right now, we're temporarily connected to the world. When we get online, when we get on our Facebook, mm -hmm. when we get on Instagram, we do all this kind of stuff. The idea that we would actually have access to Google as if it's part of our brain, right? And and the internet as if it's part of our brain, we can't fathom that. And no, once I, you ex once you experience that, you might go, you know what? The yeah. security risk is worth it. Like it's yeah. Yeah. like I'm, I'm freaking superhuman. You know, Just have instant yeah. knowledge. All of a sudden, Luckily, I'm a I don't think I'm gonna have to worry about that because by the time we, if it is 25 years from now, I'm gonna be in my 60s. I'm gonna be like, eh, I don't give a shit. I'm gonna go out in the backyard and <laughs> yeah. you know, like I'm not gonna care then. I'm gonna be like, yeah, I don't but, care what anybody else is doing. Maybe <laughs> in, in unless unless people are now living to 200. And 60 yeah. is 25. No, you're right. I mean, the, yeah, I mean we don't know what's going to happen. And I, don't I, get, and I get to go hang out in the second life, you know. Yeah. I don't around. think the span of our lives are going to drastically increase within the next 25 no, years. I from I don't either. No. 80 yeah. years yeah. old to 200. But uh, I did read an article a while back about uh, a, a worm where its life cycle, they actually took the ge genetic part of their or the the place in their genetic code and they took that out based upon their life cycle and how they are they evolve mm -hmm. and spliced it into another uh, species, another bug or something like that. And it actually increased that other's species life cycle exponentially. Mm, so wow. the concept is exactly the same with humans. If you were able to genetically manipulate our genetic code with a different species life cycle code – and put mm -hmm. it into a bred human, you could manipulate the length of our lives. Right. Yeah, I think we're going to see that. We're going to see some of that, uh, but also from cybergenics. Cybernetics, yeah, I right? agree. So I, we're going to see a mix of the two. We're going to see genetically altered yeah. stuff, and then we're going to see, hey, yeah, yeah, sure, I would die, but I've got a. It's going to be like, what's that repo men? We're going to have fake hearts and fake everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, dude, we're just 3D you can already 3D print uh, an organ. Yeah, I mean, you, they you do already it with can. valve replacements and stuff already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? that's insane. Yeah. That's it's crazy. it's nuts, man. We're seriously living in Star Trek already. We're just not the yeah. ones on the ship. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so our, our our kids may be the ones that get like the new all the new stuff. You know. I keep mm -hmm. telling my I keep telling my daughter, okay, you got to grow up, you got to be an astronaut, and <laughs> you're going to be the first president on Mars, and you need to bring your mom and dad with you. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's uh, that's my daughter and I talk about all the time. She's so smart. That's she funny. is. 
I mean, she, obviously right. she can do what she wants, but yeah. 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 I got two more quick ones for you guys and then we'll go on to the quiz, I guess. Uh, next, we didn't bring up any real negative COVID news. I have some good COVID news. Razor, we all know who Razor is. Mm -hmm. uh, gaming mouse and keyboard manufacturer, all that stuff. They're located in Sing Singapore, and uh, they have been working hard around the clock um, to give out face masks around the world, actually. They have a completely automated mask production line that they've made. Uh, it's, it's no humans in there even making it. It makes a oh, ton wow. of them. And um, they have given away, let's see here. Uh, it says that they've given away, doesn't give an exact amount. They've given away, uh, no, they've given away a little over a million masks around the world. And Razor is pledging to give 5 million masks for free in Singapore to residents over 16 years old. And then they're setting up um, all kinds of vending machines for these masks that are made just for these masks. Wow. It'll be all over Singapore. Um, and after that, after that, uh, looks like after the five million have been given, then they'll start selling some um, at that point, based on the need. Basically, um, it says they have the ability to produce, uh, to bring production up to ten million masks a month, wow. and they'll be able to help supply the rest of the world if there's still a shortage. That's pretty cool that to see a gaming cool. company step it up like that. It's really been it's cool, just gaming in general. Like the whole gaming community, I feel like has done a lot. Mm -hmm. during this mm -hmm. whole situation it's kind of we're like all of a sudden they're the un, unsung heroes you know yep it's like oh, yep. stay home play video games with your friends mm -hmm. um, and now these companies are donating money and, and math well and they're one of the they're one of the few companies that are really doing well right now right mm -hmm. i mean um it's just like i i talked to a couple guys that own a pawn shop uh today and they were telling me you know i said have you guys closed and they said uh they said no you know we're like a construction like construction stores we're essential I said, oh, I never really thought about that. I said, it's a business for you. It's probably phenomenal. They said, oh, it's through the roof, right? Because people are getting rid of things they don't need to help, mm -hmm. you know, sub subset their finances. And mm -hmm. um, they're buying things that are cheaper because they don't want to go buy new. And so it's weird how certain businesses in this are just Flourish. flourishing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And some are just, you know, they're going belly up. Uh, that's what every recession does. And we've talked about that. But yeah, so Dude, it's funny to me. It's like today we're in my Best Buy and I started getting my car and this girl runs up and she's like, oh, no, 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 no. We're not thinking. Nobody goes inside right now. And I'm, <laughs> nice. sitting, I'm sitting here thinking like, didn't we not just open back up as the state like a couple of weeks ago? And I said, okay, so what is it? Well, you, do you have an appointment? No, no, I don't. Okay, well, you're going to get in your car and circle around and park in this park spot. Our manager will come around and talk mm. to you. Yeah. And I'm yet. sitting here thinking, okay, well, we can't go into Best Buy. But Walmart never better than I. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're yeah. not a, Best Buy is not considered essential. Well, Walmart has essential things. Yeah. I get that. I get but that. But there are, there are some places that have opened and some that haven't. Yeah. Right. Even though I think they can. it's their prerogative. Some things mm -hmm. are releasing slowly. So yeah. I think it ultimately comes down to the owners right now and some of that stuff. But I get uh, it for sure. I mean, like we went to Osaka's the other day and I called ahead of time to see if they were not Osaka's, uh, Yokozuna for Mother's Day. Uh -huh. uh, sushi and I called ahead of time and he, he said yeah we're still doing happy hour we're doing uh, dine-in happy hour but if you're carry out you got to get some alcohol with it to offset the cost and I'm like okay well <laughs> nice. you know we'll we'll dine in I get there and he's like oh we're closed inside 
I'm like, I called him. Why did what you even mention Yeah, and he's like, you well, you can see. understand what dine-in means, sir? Right. He said, well, you can sit at our outside tables. We still consider that dine-in. Uh, it was super okay. cold and windy that day, and I was like, dang. Anyways, he, he honored his, the, the pricing because he – no, he gave me the he gave me the the dine in. He said, you know, obviously you're here with your whole family, kids in the car seat. You guys are clearly <laughs> planning on dining in. So he sold it to me at dining in price. But uh, I thought that was interesting because some places have already opened, mm-hmm. some restaurants and stuff like that. Um, and so yeah, some people just have chose not to. I guess. You know, if y'all don't mind me chiming in here, yeah, um, it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I definitely. Care. You know what I mean? You don't want to be that business that you know, falls down the path of, well, we were open and somebody caught something here. Now, whether or not you mm-hmm. can prove that that's where you caught something or not, right. yeah. you know, you just, it, it's more of a liability issue, I think, uh, on a business ownership standpoint than it is anything. And I'm not saying that people are insensitive or these businesses are just doing it to cover their ass. That's mm-hmm. not what I mean, but, uh, but it is damned if you do damned if you don't Same yeah. with the United States. Yeah. No matter the administration. They're, they're yep. No matter the administration, like them or not, if everybody on mainstream media, the whole world, no matter how mm-hmm. blown out of proportion it is or not blown out of proportion, or if you don't you gotta handle the herd it. in these situations, yep. you're going to be looked at as somebody that isn't doing enough or it right. doesn't care or insensitive. Yeah. Yep. And, we were talking about know, that early on, how basically we thought a lot of these governors and Trump and stuff like that, they were... It doesn't matter whether it's real or as big as it is, just like you're saying. They have yeah. to handle it as if it is because people are reacting like it is. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. And, and that's the thing is that I I tend to live my life a little bit differently than the most most of the people I see around me. And I don't mean that in negative or positive way. I just live a different life. I live in the country. I don't live in the town. You know what I mean? I can't mm-hmm. see a house mm-hmm. from my house. I eat one meal a day I have for the last four years. I don't eat mm-hmm. any more than that. I you know, just do things differently. And I see people, the way that they're reacting. I've experienced some stuff when I was in the military that something like this, I'm like, not a big deal, you know, right. but I understand it's, it's, I, I have to put myself in the mindset of somebody that hasn't, it's all about it based upon perspective. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's based upon what you've experienced in your life before. Mm-hmm. And if something like this, which is understandably scary to most people, Mm-hmm. Uh, and their reactions, and based upon the lack of information that we had received from China, based upon it being a mm-hmm. uh, a communist country that does control their media and what leaves, and being the place of origin and stuff like that, it's it's damned if you do and damned if you don't. And, yep. and, and you know, I'm not the type of person that goes out and wears a mask a mask everywhere I go, and but everybody has the right to stay home if they feel vulnerable or more susceptible and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And yeah. I, I don't want to hurt anybody or anything like that. But what people don't realize, or at least what not enough people are saying, is that, hey, if you want to stay home, you're a vulnerable person, stay home. Yeah. Your close family should be able to help you get the goods and foods that you need so that you don't have to go out if you do feel vulnerable and, right. and subjectable, you know, more susceptible to the disease. But then at the same time, it's so disheartening to see, you know, business owners, small business owners and stuff like that that are getting shouted down and oh, unable yeah, right. to open businesses because they can't feed their family on twelve hundred dollars. Right. They can't well, even and they haven't had any income. Like, uh, Elon you know? Musk, he just tweeted, I think it was yesterday, yeah. he tweeted that they're reopening. We were talking about him earlier and he said, We're just gonna open business and hopefully 
if they come to arrest somebody, they'll arrest me. I'll be on the front line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, I, I, and I wholeheartedly support that. It's yeah. not about making other people uh, not disregarding other people's well-being. But when it comes down to your safety, you got to take care of yourself, and you got to do what's mm-hmm. best for you. And no matter which way you look at it, if the world stays shut down, if what people don't realize, that was, I mean, this is kind of comical and a little bit far-fetched and out there. And majority of people don't think this way. Somebody posted on social media the other day, man, why does it matter if the, if the farmers aren't producing food? I can just go to the grocery store and buy the cereal and stuff that I need. Like, That's because people are idiots. Yeah. And, they don't realize idiots. where all that like, came from. Come on, guys. We've got to have people go back to work because if more than anything, the food production, and we've already seen this when it comes Mm -hmm. down to meat production and whether or not you eat a lot of meat or anything. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, you already see the lack of food, and it's not just based upon people overbuying. No. It's based upon the lack of distribution and the supply chain being interrupted. Mm -hmm. And people aren't making that connection because they are so used to – and I know people aren't this dumb. It's just that they're so used to going to the store and having everything readily available Mm -hmm. that they aren't really stopping and thinking, oh, crap. People don't go back to work. If people aren't working in the fields, if people aren't working combines – People aren't planting crops. If people aren't working mm-hmm. these manufacturing facilities or food processing facilities, there is no, nothing to buy. Yeah. Well, I, guess I see it firsthand. I mean, I work at that. I work at a food distribution warehouse. That's my job. Yeah. Um, yeah. For the church, and we distribute to you know eighty churches in Oklahoma, fifty-one zip codes, and um, and all these companies that have been sending us food throughout the whole last year and beginning of this year. Uh, they stopped, and it's not because they're being stingy. It's because they're not. They don't have it, it to anymore. give. Yeah. Well, and it's, yeah. Like it's just a, it's dried up. And I know yeah. in private, and I've so, told, told you guys like with the mask thing, it's more of a at this point it's a safety thing, as in the sense of it gives people the sense of some kind of control. <clears throat> but it's like I told mm-hmm. my dad. I said you can be walking around with a you know the regular surgical mask or a cloth mask. It still doesn't stop the virus from permeating through that material. And yeah, get it mm-hmm. into you. It I said you have to have the N95 respirator mask. That's the only thing mm-hmm. that actually works, right? Yeah. Because before all that happened, we were getting guidelines of don't wear the regular surgical mask. It's not going to work, especially if it gets at well, all damp. So at this point, <clears throat> you're not really. You, you may be slowing it down a little bit, but I think it's more of a give people a sense of control, peace of mind. Now, peace correct me if I was wrong. If, correct me if I'm wrong, Clint. But I mean, the the main purpose for uh, quarantine was not to stop people from getting sick but to slow a curve for the hospitals right of course yes that was that was yeah and and we've done that so at least not not everywhere but right i I think it was was to try to give people time to prepare uh, rather than having having everything jammed up all at once which is other than other than a few areas we've been nowhere near and we still have never gotten close to that yeah well you look at it this way too is that Clinton says it's it's peace of mind to wear this mask. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's to give people a sense of control over protecting themselves while they go about their everyday lives, somewhat everyday lives based upon right. their situation, whether we're right. working from home or you know furloughed mm-hmm. or not or whatever. But think about the flip side of that. If they didn't have the availability of saying, all right, guys, wear this mask. You'll be a little bit more protected and so on. It, it's, it is lying to us, but – Think about it this way. If the government said, guys, 
there's nothing you can do to keep from getting this. <laughs> yeah. Right. Then you're gonna have pandemonium. Don't wear a mask. <laughs> Don't. I mean, come on. So yeah. if the flip side of it is at least this way, telling people to wear a mask or whatever is a way to give some people a sense of control or security yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. when the flip side of it is even though the masks don't work the flip side of it is saying well guys good luck bro like right. I mean, yeah. well there's know? there's there's always those experts out there that are still saying that the mask does work and so you're going to err on the side like we talked about earlier you're going to err on the side of safe right because you're better to wear a mask or not do more than right. what might be needed you right. know what i mean it's right. prepare for the unexpected yeah yeah i get it it's, but, but we I, do I, need I, to have people working. I am in the proponent of the mindset of when the fall comes, we can't just shut everything back down. Mm -hmm. If we get no, back we on can't. our feet, Dude, the whole world, you know, it's when like, it comes down to it, when it comes down to it, humanity has survived mm -hmm. up to this point <laughs> for the majority of our history without having modern medicine and vaccinations for every type of ailment that's out there. Mm -hmm. And it is unfortunate it is, but it is un inevitable. We are all going to perish. We are all going to die. And it, I don't mean that in an insensitive way, mm -hmm. but at the same time, throughout this process, there are going to be people that are more susceptible, people that aren't. Mm -hmm. People are going to die just like any other ailment that's out there. I'm not saying that it isn't, you know, what it is, mm -hmm. it, but that is what it is. Yeah, all I'm, right. done, I'm done with my news, Clint. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I want to hear this game or quiz or. Yeah, that's that's what we got rolled up next. Hunter is going to make you feel good inside. Warm is this your longest podcast ever? Longest. <laughs> no, we, uh, no, we've we had did, some that are crazy like this. We we did, uh, what was it, E3. We did an E3 thing where we did. Oh, dude. We reported on everything they talked about, and it was. What, yeah, that was like a four-hour podcast. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Can't, they can't handle all the shepherd, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, dude. Dude, I this has been a blast. I've been on a few podcasts and I I've this is the most fun I've ever had on a podcast. That's so really good to know. That. Yeah. Dude, seriously, man. And I hope that y'all just get tons of viewers. I'm gonna post y'all everywhere. Seriously, man. Right. Come we on. Love it. Dude, we appreciate I, it. I'm very pumped and so honored that y'all asked me to come on, man. Thank well, you. We so felt much. we felt like you'd be a perfect fit. So Well, thanks, guys. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into this. Let's get into yeah, this quiz. Let's do it. Yep. We're going to hit the intro to Hunter's gaming quiz. I don't know what it is, and we don't know what to expect. Well, hey guys, it's time for another gaming quiz, and Shepard, this, this gaming quiz is called Easter Egg, or am I pulling your leg? And this is how it works. I'm an Easter Egg fanatic when it comes to video games. I love them. I sit in some of my free time and just watch videos on Easter Eggs. I like the secretive aspect of them, that they're hidden, that people have taken their time to program them in, stuff like that. And so what this game is, is uh, I have, I think I have 12 questions tonight. Um, okay. And what they are is they're an Easter egg scenario. And okay. some of them are true and some of them are fake. I've made them up. And so what I do is I, I recite what the Easter egg is. And you have to tell me if it's an Easter egg or if I'm pulling your leg. And so do uh, I need to like pull up a, 
you know, we're a duck or something like that and follow along and then at the end I read off or no, we're with gonna the do answers? Or we're no, doing we're, it live? We're yeah, we'll do a question live. at a time live. Yeah. You'll say now, three, two, are we doing like we'll round circle it. or round robin or who gets <laughs> well, the question I who would, gets but... the answer? I would I would just let you answer one at a time, but Clinton likes to cheat, so oh right. we're gonna gosh, have to we're gonna have to we're gonna have to either uh, everybody put shout. your hands in the air to prove yeah. that you're not googling anything. They say I got <laughs> <laughs> you with the cookie. What is that? A freaking White Castle burger? No, that's a uh, PB and J. <laughs> oh, oh, you are a fat. PB and J bagel. <laughs> Yeah, PB and J bagel bite, man. That's legit. That I didn't even know those things that look good. Jake's over here like I eat. Jake's like I eat one meal a day. Ryan's like I eat five. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, guys. Come on now. <laughs> no, it's okay. We know we got fat. No, okay. okay. So, anyways, what we do here is he reads the question. When we all say we're ready, he'll give us a three, two, one, mm-hmm. and we all say it at the same time. Either Easter egg or pulling my leg. We can all hear it. We know what happened, and then okay. he keeps track of the score. Okay, okay. people honest. Yeah. The, the, okay, gotcha. And he'll always pause. He likes to pause and make you wait mm-hmm. a little bit, you know. Anticipation. Mm-hmm. Pisses me off. All right. <laughs> well, you guys ready? Yeah. Let's oh, go. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. So the first Easter egg on my list um, is from the game Layers of Fear. So Layers of Fear, you will find a door in the basement that is locked. If you stumble down in the basement between the 28th and the 31st of October, the door will actually be unlocked. And in this room is a single table with a Ouija board on top. If you go and enter in certain codes, then a giant head will come out of the floor that has tentacles on it. Is this an Easter egg or am I pulling your leg? I've never heard of this game, so I'm kind of out in the wind here. Sorry, am I supposed to cuss on this show? My bad. (laughs) You're right. I don't know that any of us have heard of this game. Layers of Fear I've played, actually. It's a... uh, What console is it on? Or is it's it a PC. Or it, well, none of the. It's on. It's on all of them. It started as an indie game, I think, on PC, and then slowly came out on on the, some of the consoles. But it's it's very. It's just a walk through horror game. You know, Clinton's it's over there. Got good art. Googling right now. That's what I'm telling you. Girl, telling you. <laughs> no, no, I was. I, no, I was messaging one of the listeners, and I think. He's yeah, a, yeah. He's a mm-hmm. talent or something. I heard him popping in, so I was gonna let him know. I muted him for now. Yeah. <laughs> Called him out. Yeah, you'll see. Clint's a little dirty. <laughs> uh, when does the countdown start? Do we do we need to hear well, it again, or are we all ready? Are you guys ready? I'm ready. That's a pretty intricate story there. That is. I think I know the answer, though. Okay, you guys are ready uh, for the countdown. All right. <laughs> all right. Three, two, one. Easter egg. Three Easter egg. Hey, was it all Easter eggs? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, you guys are correct. That was an Easter egg. So y'all yeah, I thought know. it was nice. too detailed to be a pull on my leg. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's good. Trust me, he's, he's good. He's good. Yeah. He's good. Oh, hey, yeah. I, it's my, I'm new here, so if I lose, I'm new here. You'll be just like me. I lose every time. No big deal. And next one is, in the game Mr. Mosquito, if you spin your right analog stick 30 times in a row, it opens a mini, called, or mini game called Reckless Cyclist. In this game, your goal is to knock the opposing player off of a giant tower while you're both on bicycles. Okay, what game is this again? It's called Mr. Mosquito. 
Where are these games coming from, man? Like, <laughs> come on. I've been a gamer my entire freaking life, bro. Since before games were a thing on the internet. I've never heard of this game Some ever. of them are big and some of them are kind of, you know, uh, this is actually a game from Japan. And I've featured it I on was... some of our quizzes before, actually. You guys remember the, mm-hmm. the is this a real game is or not? Is this a real game? Yep, yeah. I remember that one. <laughs> Mr. Yep. Mosquito was on that list. Dude, it was a real game. I this freaking is, uh, love y'all's podcast. This is awesome, man. This <laughs> is so freaking cool. It's a game about being a mosquito. You fly around this family's house and you, you know, you're a mosquito. You suck blood and that's <laughs> trying to get swatted. <laughs> you try not to get swatted. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, gosh. Okay, so I'm ready on this one. Uh, Mr. Mosquito, read the freaking thing again. I don't. Okay, in Mr. Mosquito, if you spin your right analog stick 30 times in a row on the, um, what is it called, title screen, okay, it opens up a game called Reckless Cyclist. In this game, the goal is to knock the opposing player off of a giant tower while you're on bicycles. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm ready. Count it down. So this is Three. like the Mario thing where you can pinch his cheeks and stuff <clears throat> and they own Nintendo 64 days, right? <laughs> Three, two, one. Pull my leg. Pull my, pull my leg. leg. Did all you guys go with pull my leg? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that was a real Easter egg. So you oh, oh well, Dang. I don't know shit about the game. I'm just guessing. <laughs> so it's 50-50. <laughs> That's great. I okay. always like flies better than mosquitoes anyway. Uh, Goose, Goosey got it right. He's playing on Discord. Yeah, I'm seeing him there. Let's, all right. <laughs> dang, he's fired up over here, Goose. He is. He's In, beating us right now. Here's, here's one you guys got to know. In okay. Battlefield, mm-hmm. on the jungle level, you can venture off the trail into the jungle. When you push further into the trees, you'll find a metal hatch in the ground. This metal hatch looks very familiar to the hatch in the hit TV show, Lost. Mm. Mm. Is this an Easter egg or am I pulling your leg? Oh, I'm ready. He's always guys ready? TV references. Yep. Three, two, one. Pulling Pull my leg. Easter egg. Ooh, I was pulling your leg. I made that one up. <laughs> Man, did y'all, dude? I watched. Uh, I watched all of Lost laying in my bunk in Afghanistan. <laughs> wow, I'm not I even Lost. kidding. When good. Lost was out and everybody was into it, I thought it was some like fake survival show. Just from like little previews. <laughs> stuff. I was like, oh, you thought it was like a reality like, show? This is retarded. I'm like, not. I'm survival. not gonna follow the crowd. You know what I mean. And then, <laughs> Reality like, when TV I was, show. Yeah, and I actually like Survivor, but this looked like like acting, and I was like, "That's some bullcrap." And I was thinking, <laughs> "This is so retarded. Why does everybody love this show?" And I just never watched it. And then, like maybe five years after that, I was looking at like top ten uh, like sci-fi shows because I like shows like Fringe and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was on there, and I was like, "What?" And I watched uh, a preview, and then I just binged it. Just freaking. <laughs> <loved> it. <laughs> He didn't freaking do anything for three weeks, man. He just watched Lost. He's that guy, too. Like, hey, you watched Tiger King yet? No, nah, I haven't watched it. Three years from now on the podcast, he'll be like, hey, did y'all ever check out that Tiger King show? I've been to <laughs> seven episodes. Amazing. Ryan, that was three years ago. Oh, dude. I know, but it was so good. It was number one in the charts. <laughs> All right, me All and Connor right. up by one. What do we got next? Yes, and the next one is Gears 3. Gears of War 3. Okay. okay. If you beat the game, you unlock Insanity Difficulty. If you go on the Insanity Difficulty and in the prologue stay right by your friend Glam the whole time, mm-hmm. the game will start and every character will have a bushy beard. 
and I mean every character, even the women. Mm. Is this an Easter egg? Where am I pulling your leg? Mm. I'm ready. I'm ready. That's a good one. Three, two, one. Pull my, pulling my leg. Okay. Ryan said pulling my leg. Shepard said pulling my leg, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said Clinton Easter said what? Egg. Easter Clinton, egg. Clinton, dude, Easter why'd you do that? Pulled away, Clinton. Yeah. Did he? That was uh, an no. Easter egg. No way, dude. Wow. Bushy beard. Yeah, I wouldn't man. expect that. I wouldn't expect the bushy beard. Man, bushy I'm in last beard. place right now. What a bum. That's right. So, <gasps> in the game called House Flipper, you can find. Wait, an there's old... a game called House Flipper? Yes. I know. I never heard of it. <laughs> it's exactly what you think. Yeah, it is. it's the, <clears throat> the predecessor to Farming Simulator. Yes. <clears throat> it's kind of cool. They have in this game, they have like, you know, some. Uh, uh, they have like houses in it that are modeled after different. Like they have the um, house from Home Alone in it. Oh, really? The very first one. Yeah. It, it, they don't openly say that's what it is, but it's modeled just like it. Okay. So um, in the game called House Slipper, you can find an old painted wall um, in the lone home property. And it looks suspicious. If you knock it down using your hammer, you'll find some human remains that you were not supposed to find. Is this an Easter egg or am I pulling your leg? Obviously, it's Marvin Harry. <laughs> wait a second, wait a second. What's the point of the video game? You flip houses. Like, you go in and you clean all the house up and remodel, put new furniture in, house flipper. Then you sell. So it's a house remodeling sim, basically. Is it an mm-hmm. MMO? MMO. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm ready. No internet connection? Okay. Whatever. 50-50. Let's roll. Three, two, one. East pull my leg. my leg. Okay. Ryan said pull my leg. Yep. Shepard said pull my leg. And mm-hmm. Clinton said Easter egg. Yep. You sure did. Yeah, I made that one up. Dang. That one was not an Easter egg. Oh, oh. getting one back, baby. Let's go. Talking about. On, one, two, baby. Let's go. <laughs> All right. We need to be keeping. We need to be keeping track of Goosey's score here too. He's, he's in it. <laughs> Goosey, uh, Goosey might be like. I'll I think check, he's winning. Hey, I'll check Goosey. <laughs> Goosey's I'll the check, freaking world champ over here, bro. Yeah, I'll check no, Goosey at like, the end the of the game, and if Goosey wins, we gotta have him on. There you go. All right. <laughs> so, let's see here. Our next one is um, <laughs> in the arcade game. The arcade game. Remember. Keep that in mind. In the arcade game, Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. if you hold down the three main action buttons for 30 seconds, the game completely changes into a whole nother game, which is a basketball game where you can push and shove your opponents. Very similar to NBA Jam. Is this an Easter egg? Am I pulling your leg? Mm. Some of these you come up with, man. I'm going with, uh, I'm ready. I'm ready for this one. Oh, are you ready? Let's go. I'm ready. I'm still thinking. I think Shepard's still thinking too over there. I'm good. You're good? Let's roll. Let's roll with it. All right, let's do it. Three, two, one. Easter egg. Easter egg. Ooh, we all said Easter egg. Did you really? Yeah, that was so simultaneous. Whatever mm-hmm. you say, that Clinton, I didn't even hear him say anything. So, um, <laughs> actually, I got you all because I made that up. Oh, um, dude. That, that seems too extreme makeup. to make up. This this is based off of something that actually happened that was flipped. Okay, so NBA Jam, Mm. the arcade game. You got Goosey, too. 
the NBA, NBA Jam, the arcade game, it took uh, two or three players. But when you started it up on the start screen and you, uh, when it was introducing the players, um, getting the matchup or whatever, the, you know, tonight's matchup, if you held down mm-hmm. all three action buttons, it turned into a tank game. Mm. Oh, okay. A tank shooter game. There was only one player. You know, like nobody else mm-hmm. could. It was just one player on the arcade. But you could actually do it like you walked up to the arcade game. Well, then they found out that they removed them a little while later. So there's only a couple uh, machines that are the originals that you could do that on. So didn't Mortal Kombat have like a, a extra blood mode or something if you did a certain yeah there's or something uh, Mortal Kombat has many cheats in oh, it yeah, or, yeah. and uh, Easter eggs. I don't know like how many old... points I have. I think I have two. Shepard you're, has two. You're, you're down by one. Three. Mm-hmm. That's three. Yeah. Okay, so you're not too far behind. <clears throat> So the next one, have you guys ever heard of Postal? Yes. Yes. That's mm-hmm. a freaking Super Nintendo, right? Okay, I, I think no, not no, quite that old, game. right? <laughs> this Postal is this is, is this is more of like a like raunchy Grand Theft Auto game. type. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a, okay. It's about a postal worker. Oh, I'm thinking postal. like uh, I'm thinking newspaper route from or something like yep. that. Oh, yep. you're thinking I know exactly paper what you're boy. talking about. Paper, paper boy, yep. paper yep. boy, yep. dude. Yep. That game was the. <laughs> Back in the day, you remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my One gosh, and two. Yeah. No, post postal's about a, a postal worker that goes crazy and just kills. He everybody. goes postal. Yeah. He, oh. yeah. So, so the, uh, this is actually about postal two. So oh, postal okay. two. I don't know what happened to postal two. In postal two, you can find the game developer's office in game. Okay. And if you go into their office, you'll find one of the developers roaming up and down the hallway. After you have a conversation with him, if you choose to whip it out and pee on him, he'll start dancing to some rave music. Hmm. Hmm. What? Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. Dude, if you made this up, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you I got ready? my answer. I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one. Easter, Easter egg. egg. Oh, forget it. It's a pull of my leg. <laughs> This is actually an Easter egg. Oh, man, yeah. falling farther <laughs> hey, behind. I think another thing they did on that, you could put, uh, was it firecrackers or was it just your shotgun? You put it up the anus of the kit, the, the cat. Yeah. Like yeah. find a cat and you, and you stick cat. it and you blow it up. Jeez, this is out of control, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot the cat too or something. I like how yeah. Clint says up the anus. <laughs> <laughs> up wow, the butthole, man, right up that wreck uh, in there. That, that cat really had a fractured butthole then. Wow. All right, so moving on. Uh, in the game Area 51, you can find a secret room hidden in the base after walking down the transit track you rode in on. If you enter this room, you will find a crazy weapon. The weapon is sharks with guns attached to their head. This is a nod to Austin Powers. You guys ready? Yep. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Shepard? You ready? No. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Three, two, one. Pull Easter egg. Leg. Oh, God. <laughs> Pulling my leg. That is an Easter egg, Ryan. You pulled ahead. Oh, what are you talking about, son? Give me some of that. Oh, I'm up there with Goosey. Goosey got that one right, too. So we got Clint at four, Ryan at five, and Shepard's at two, bro. Come on. I know, man. I'm All right. I'm disappointed. Hey, if you myself. keep hesitating on your answers, Hunter's going to start calling you a cheater like Clint, though. You know what I'm saying? Well, okay, I got you. So I get it's got to be at the same time. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I'm messing with you. I'm messing go, with you. Go, go, go with your gut. It doesn't. Go with it doesn't gut. matter. It doesn't matter so much with three people. When there's two people, it's definitely like you're playing oh, yeah. cards. It, it only yeah. matter. It only matters when Clint's playing. Let's just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when, it, when it's two people, fifty-fifty. I mean, you right. can go one or the other. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So the next one, in modern warfare, on a specific level, you can find a paper boat in a ditch by a storm drain. Mm-hmm. This is a reference to the movie It. Is this an Easter egg where I'm pulling your leg? Do they float? Just one float. The Easter eggs. <laughs> yes, Georgie, they all float. <laughs> Wait, which Modern Warfare? Yeah, it's which the, Warfare? It's the most current, current one. Oh. Or the remaster. Yeah. Okay, yeah, let's roll. All right. Three, two, one. Easter Pull egg. my leg. Easter what egg. What did say? Okay. He, he waited, pulled a cheat. <laughs> see, see what I mean, champion. Well, right there. Ryan and Clinton were right. Oh, that is an Easter egg. Man, so I'm it's talking not about. my game, bro. Not my game. <laughs> so I'm bad. shifty. Hey, the only reason they're doing decent is because they've had a little practice with me. That's true. We've had yeah, a whole know. year of dealing with his bull. The first time we yeah. did this game ever, they were just like, they're oh, not yeah. there either. So yeah, dude, this is an awesome uh, game, though. I yeah. can't believe some of the stuff legitimate. you make up sometimes. You should know me. right away that I'm the most creative <clears throat> on this podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. All right, so the next one on the list is in Apex Legend. Mm-hmm. If you go to the far northeast corner of the map, you will find a refrigerator with a skeleton in it. This is a reference to the scene in Indiana Jones where he ducked into a refrigerator with a nu- or when a nuclear bomb goes off. But it's mm-hmm. clear in this universe that he did not make it. Mm-hmm. 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 The old Hollywood magic didn't work, eh? Yep. Three, two, one. Pull on my leg. Easter, Easter egg. egg. Ooh, Clint might catch up. <laughs> Ryan, you're right. I, I made that up, bro. No. <gasps> yeah. You made that yeah, up? Man. I made that, that up, was, son. I'm talking about that was son. Really Man, good. I am glad that I'm not a gambler. <laughs> <laughs> right? Especially at Hunter's yeah. Casino. You go broke. Uh, All right, we got. Goosey got it right again. How did you remember he's, that? He's hanging right with me. How did yeah, you... you, you and Goosey are tied right now. Um, I just got to say that's probably your most impressive one yet. Clinton's five. Okay. Those of you and... who are listening to the podcast and you're like, "Who the freak is Goosey?" It's just somebody who's joined in in the Discord. If you yeah, guys want to join in, in this free. game. Yeah. Uh, next it's one not is just uh, one, bro. It's the goose. You got the goose. You got the goose. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I'm just next saying. one is Fallout. He's a Discord listener. Fallout seventy six. Okay. Uh, if you play Fallout 76, you know it's a turd. Is that an Easter egg? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's um, just like Actually, Fallout 76 is free to play this weekend. Well, that really? Like, yeah. I'm going to put that in the news. So go taste that turd, test it out, see what you think. In Fallout 76, in Fallout 76, in the zone called Somerville Dry Lake, okay. you will come across a dried up lake. If you walk out into the middle, you will also see a sunken boat and a skeleton who is lying on a door. Okay. This is a reference to the Titanic. Is this an Easter egg or a on your leg? Two back-to-back movie references. <clears throat> I hate you. You did that on purpose. quite a few movie references. Mm-hmm. He is. This is what he does, though. He lulls you, lulls you in. You think you got him figured out, and then... Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Easter egg. Oh, my leg. It is an Easter egg. Yeah, I got that right. Whoa, and I got, got that three right. points. Woo. Yeah. There you go. 
And well, I mean, be careful, pulled, you may break the sound barrier there. You pulled away from uh, Goosey, so oh, nice, nice. Goosey's wow. only got a chance to tie you here, or you know. So here's the last question, and I'm excited right. to share this one with you because I want to see how you guys react to this. <clears throat> so it's obviously a pull my leg one. Yeah, it's exactly what, that was my first thought. <laughs> no, that, I'm excited to see if you think it's I made I it, it up it. or not. You know, oh, I get okay. it. Yeah. Um, in World War Z. Oh, we just been playing that one. On okay. the third stage of the Jerusalem map, you can find a QR code. If you scan the QR code with your phone in real life, it will open a YouTube video and you will get Rick rolled. Never no. gonna give you up now. Never gonna let you down. You still gonna point your leg. I feel like I would have heard of that one. I'm ready. I'm ready. Are you ready, Shepard? No. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one. Easter egg. Okay, who said Easter egg? Me and Clint. Okay, it was an Easter egg. That's true. Oh, so they nice. really did that. For shame, for shame. <laughs> hey, Shepard, hey, I'm glad I didn't, that you I'm stuck glad I didn't go the other direction or uh, Goosey would have caught up to me. Instead, I got the yeah. one, which happens yes, very right. rare. Very rare. Ryan, you that. had a strong night, Ryan. I did. I did. I mean, you we don't know if Goosey's looking it up or not, but hey, yeah. good job, No, Goose. we don't. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, you got nine correct of 12. Nice. One of your best nights that you I, had. I think yeah. they were texting each other before the podcast started. Yeah. I, actually just, I actually just went with whatever Goosey went with because he was doing a bit good. Oh, so you were cheating. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the hey. thing, Clinton. We'll never tell you if we're cheating or not. I remember that one time you cheated in the waxing nipple one. Uh, no, uh, I, didn't like get, the, I did not yeah. get my nipple waxed. Uh, uh, well, that's a good podcast. That Enjoy. was. It was a lot of fun. Um, we did a lot. Shepard, thank you so much for coming on, bro. That was Guys, just I don't think this is going to be the last know. time we have you on either. I think no, not you know, for sure. we'll have to get you on another time. Just to, you know, I you do. I'd have love to, to come hang out. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Just we had a uh, lot of... holler at me. I'll make it happen. Make it work. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed this. And yeah. uh, if y'all ever want a game, guys, seriously. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure we play a lot of the same games. Well, guys, if you want to check out more, you can find us over on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and uh, Spotify. Pretty much mm-hmm. all other major iTunes or major uh, podcast uh, apps. You can find us there. You can check out our uh, website, www.deliriousdadsgaming. We also post our episodes there. So uh, we will be posting this episode Friday. Um, if you would like to support the podcast, we have a Patreon channel uh, opened up over there um, with minimum um, donation being three bucks. That's mm-hmm. as low as I could get it for us to make a little bit of a profit to mm-hmm. uh, put back into the show. Also, Shepard, I'm just going to let you... Uh, kind of promote your stuff. Where can our audience find, um, you know, your website, how to get a hold of you, anything like that? Yeah, uh, you can find me on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash Shepherd Creations. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Shepherd Creations, Instagram slash Shepherd Creations, Twitter slash Shepherd Creates, Twitch slash Shepherd Creations, shepherdcreations.net. You can find me on uh, find my 3D models on my website website shepherdcreations.net on my Etsy. Uh, just go to Etsy Shepherd Creations and go to Colts 3D Shepherd Creations. Okay. Okay. 
And uh, do you have a certain email that you want them to, if they want to reach out to you via email, if they have yeah. any uh, Jake at shepherdcreations.net. And uh, we'd love to hear from you all. If you all have just any questions about getting into 3D modeling, I, I do 3D modeling tutorials on YouTube. I live stream on Twitch. Uh, and you can come there and definitely ask me uh, questions. Right now, things are kind of up in the air. I don't really have a schedule on Twitch live streaming right now. Uh, I'm actually considering moving over to doing live streaming on YouTube rather than on Twitch. But seriously, just reach out to me on any of the social medias, and I promise you uh, I will get back to you. Uh, it might not be same day, but I promise I will get back to you. Okay. Sweet. And we'll stay in contact with uh, with Shepherd Creations as well. So if you guys ever want to reach out uh, to us, um, we can get you hooked up with him, or if you want us to ask any questions, anything live on the podcast, we can do that as well. Um, so we definitely plan on having a working relationship with him as we move forward into the future. Um, oh, yeah. Well, again, thank you for joining the show, man. We really appreciated it. No and, problem. Uh, thank you very much. Again, yeah. I really I had a blast, guys. This was <laughs> awesome. This was well, fantastic, and I'm going to do everything I can to promote you all and help you out. Thank we appreciate, appreciate it. it. You're welcome. All right, guys, uh, all I can say is to stay delirious, stay dadding, and stay gaming. This has been a Delirious Dads production. For more information about the show, visit our website at www.deliriousdadsgaming.com. You can also find us on facebook.com slash deliriousdadsgaming, twitch.tv, and YouTube. Make sure you like and share our pages to help us grow the channel. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please leave a rating and review if you enjoy the show. Thank you again for listening, and we hope to see you next time.